Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Week number five in the NFL here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. I am Sonny Clark, the hardest working man on sports radio as we are here Sunday morning. Big, big week here in the NFL. And folks, I'm back up on track. I'm actually quite happy about my results from last week in my pick. Sonny came away with 10, so watch out. He's getting on. He's catching on, figuring these guys out. Still some guys out there. and still some teams out there that I'm out in the left field on, obviously. As my first pick of week number five went down the hill, as I did on record go for the 49ers, because that's where the coin flip added. But I probably would have picked them anyway. If I didn't do the... Uh, the couch potato uh, quarter on the Cardinals 49er game on Thursday night, I probably would have picked. And if I'm really truly honest with myself, I would have probably picked the uh, 49ers to win that game. So just being honest, and that's probably what I would have done if there was not a quarter involved with it. So I lost with the quarter and with my mind. So there you go. Two bits gone and part of my mind. So, you know, as reality is setting in in San Francisco, that guess what? Chip Kelly is not an NFL quarterback or head coach. And the fact that he's trying to run this system with Blaine Gabbard. Now, We can sit here and talk about what's right, what's wrong, who should do what, and who should not. I'm telling you right now, I think the San Francisco 49ers, Chip Kelly, trying to make a – I think this is not about talent. I think this is all about what's going on as far as, quote-unquote, disrespecting to the flag. And that's the reason why Colin Kaepernick should not be starting. I've said in the past. That Colin Kaepernick should be the starter on this football team. And frankly, thinking whoever thinks, and this has to be a Chip Kelly call, so forget whoever, Chip Kelly thinking that Blaine Gabbert should start for the San Francisco 49ers evidently hasn't seen him play. Have they seen him enough, though? Seriously, have, have the 49ers seen enough of Blaine Gabbert, and now can we just stop – with what's going on as far as Colin Kaepernick and his protests and everything else to where you can put the right guy in there in the first place, which is what you should have done in week number one. Because we can sit here and talk about, you know, how disrespectful he's being to the flag, even though he says that he's not being disrespectful. The fact that he can't see that it is disrespecting people in the military um, regardless of what he says, I mean, there's been many times when I said, I don't mean to offend, but I end up doing it anyway, right? That's what Colin Kaepernick has done. Now, so let's just throw that out the window. Who's the better quarterback? I, I just want to know what someone's taking 
someone's taking in San Francisco where they thought Blaine Gabbert was the better quarterback. If you go back into the archives here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, I've said it, and I'll say it right here now. Colin Kaepernick should have been the starter of this football team. Week number one, he should have been named the starting quarterback. Blaine Gabbert sucks. He's almost as bad as Brian Hoyer. Now, I say almost as bad as Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is pretty damn bad. But the fact someone in San Francisco thought Blaine Gabbert was better than a guy that has taken his team to the Super Bowl twice. And has anybody watched Blaine Gabbert on film ever? Evidently not. Just go back to his Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen, guys, there was no one who wanted Blaine Gabbert to be a great quarterback than me. Sonny Clark obviously wanted Blaine Gabbert to be the man. But guess what? That didn't happen. And guess what? That's not by anybody's fault. That's just the way it worked out. Because Jacksonville is such a horrible football team, and we would never got an opportunity to see Blaine Gabber to improve over the years instead of staying what he was as a rookie. So I am 0-1 on the week, being honest. But last week, got 10. I did good, guys. I, I feel really good about my week last week compared to what I have been in the past. The week before, I only got five. So I doubled up on that. The week before that, I only got four. So, you know, it, it's finally time for, to talk about Sonny Clark being right on his picks. So that obviously being said, we are talking the NFL. We're talking about everything going on in the NFL and lots of news going on out there. So what we do need to do, okay, is we have to realize who is actually making their way back on the football field today. And if you don't realize who's making their way back out on the football field, I got a 39-second tape for you. And then see if you can guess who's coming back on the field with my file, with this little clip of music. Is he back? I'm back. I'm back. Get up off of that thing. Getting up off his thing. He's back. It is Tom Brady. Safe. That's right. Good God. It feels so good. That's right. Tom Brady. Terrific Tom. Tom Terrific. And folks, and I'm saying that he's back, and he's getting up off his football thing, and it's time for everybody to start taking notice of this football team as they move into week number four. Then they got a great week to get Tom Brady back for a rough part of his schedule. And the fact this works out really good for the Patriots, I'm telling you, folks, you, you've got to understand where this is, okay? 
We're talking about a 16-week schedule. He missed a quarter of the season. That means a quarter of the season, he didn't take the weekly hits. He didn't take any of that as far as what happens out on the football field. And if you can't see the advantages of that, I can't help you. The New England Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. I've been saying it since week number one. I'm not wrong. I, I'm telling you right now I'm not wrong. And you know what? Tom Brady could lose this football game. And I'm still going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl. Injury comes. Tom Brady at the quarterback position for the Patriots is the biggest shoe win that I, and I wish I would have been able to get a bet down on this, was, although I probably wouldn't have won much money. But as soon as I heard that Tom Brady is going to be out officially for four games, that it, that's what I said last year. They should have done last year. They would have won the Super Bowl last year, which they did. But they, now he gets four weeks of rest, of reps, and here comes Tom Terrific to save the day for the 49ers after a bad game last week. I'm going to tell you right now, if you would have told the New England Patriots we'll start you, that you were going to end up at 3-1, and one, they would have took it and not took the field. If they would say, hey, you don't have to play. If we give you a record of 3-1, they wouldn't have even played. They would have took that in a heartbeat. So it's a big game. All right, and other big news out there. Gary Kubiak told the Associated Press that the Broncos rookie Finn Lynch is going to start against the Atlanta Falcons because Trevor Simeon's sprained left shoulder isn't 100%. So Paxton Lynch getting his first start out on the football field over Trevor Simeon, who has been outstanding to this point. And then they're gonna have. Then the Broncos are gonna have to figure out a way to shut down their secondary. I mean, the Broncos, their secondary. They better figure out how to stop who Julio Jones. Who who Julio? Who who Julio? I'm telling you right now. You only got a taste of it last week with 300 yards. By the way. Good God, the guy is amazing. And not only that, how about this? That Matt Ryan throws for over 500 yards. Not only did he get 300 with Julio Jones, he got 200 from somebody, a couple of other guys. Watch out. The Atlanta Falcons there might be the hot thing right now in the NFL. Now, Corey Sensabaugh was cut from the Rams. He might be making his way back to the to the Cowboys. But I will tell you right now, the Rams uh, – I'm sorry, it was it is Cody Sensabaugh. So I'm thinking wrong, Gerald Sensabaugh. I don't know why, but I saw the thing. I was like, oh, no, Corey Sensabaugh was cut by the Rams, okay, just four years into that three-year contract that he signed, okay, in May, free agent that was potentially worth $15 million and uh, could have made it to $19 million. So he made $4.5 million guaranteed, and they cut him off. Four games, $4 million? 
He made a million dollars. Are we saying a, over a million a game? Cut me. <laughs> cut me. I, I, I cut me. Guaranteed 4.5. So that is huge. Evan uh, Mathis of the Cardinals. He is going to miss the rest of the season. Ankle injury placed on injured reserve after he was hurting the victory against the San Francisco 49ers. Newton was fine. Taunting 9,115 Where do they get the 115 Of this fine I'm, I'm <laughs> No 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 Cam it could be 9,000 It's 9,115 Dollars I, I just don't get it And then what Not only does that he gets knocked out For his uh for his taunting two-point conversion and we might not see cam newton out on the football field at least according to what i'm seeing jacoby Brissett placed on injury reserve with that right thumb injury they say we got tom brady back we are going to get our other uh garoppolo he's going to be back we don't need you Injured reserve, you can't go anywhere either. You're going to just say, right here, right here. He gets paid, though. You got to love it. So the Bills, Shady McCoy is questionable for the game against the Rams. That's not good at all. Cam Newton missed practice on Friday. That usually means they're not going to be ready to go. But that's a Monday night football game. And the huge the, the huge thing again back is Tom Brady hitting the football field in the NFL. You, you got to love it. Let's take a look at the standings in the NFL before we talk about the uh, games. We'll also let you know who's on the bye this week. New England Patriots 3-1. Commanding lead in the AFC East. I don't know if you want to call it commanding, but a one-game lead, in my opinion, is pretty much. Over the Buffalo Bills, who are two and two, the Jets are one and three. Miami Dolphins one and three. What a difference a week makes for the Buffalo Bills as they improve to two and two. They beat the New England Patriots last week. They're on a two-game winning streak. Hold on, Rex Ryan. You might not be able to enjoy the speed of a two-game winning streak. It's more of, you know, we won two games now. We can just chill and lose the rest of the season. Rex Ryan, to me, doesn't seem like he cares anyway. And that started his last year's over in New York. So I just don't believe he cares anyway. I know. I know. Don't even say it. You just don't like Rex Ryan. No, I don't. I don't like Rex Ryan. Loved his daddy. AFC North. There's big games in this one, by the way, this week. Pittsburgh Steelers, 3-1. and one. Ravens, 3-1. and one. Ravens shouldn't lost last week. Oh, yeah. Bengals, 2-2. Two and two. Cleveland Browns, 0-4. Oh now, in that division, man, as... As much as I watch the AFC, man, it, you know, I don't know. 
I don't see anybody coming out of the AFC South to take a wild card spot. I don't necessarily see anybody coming out of the AFC East because I don't believe those teams are good enough. Well, maybe I'll leave my words about that. And the AFC West, I don't know. Is Oakland for real? Is Denver for real? We'll find out. Is there only one team? We can very well have three teams come out of the AFC North. Watch out. This could be a replay of a couple of years back when those three went into the playoffs and only the uh, AFC champions uh, in each division made it to the playoffs. Watch out that. AFC South, Houston Texans 3-1. and one. That's a surprise. And it's not because Brock Osweiler is the best quarterback in the NFL, by the way. They're just getting a lot of good plays around him as well, which t- goes to show. You know, bring someone adequate in. And Brock Osweiler, he may bloom into a rose. Right now, you know, he's not quite there yet. We'll see. Jacksonville Jaguars 1-3, and they get the first win over in London against the Colts. The Colts cut Camardi. And and I will talk about that in a moment. But the Tennessee Titans and Indianapolis Colts 1-3. and Colts cut Cromartie, I'm hearing a lot of things that he was cut because he took the knee and put his arm up. And, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, if this guy had any – they cut him. If this guy had any talent, he'd be on the Indianapolis Colts. So before we even go into the fact that he's he was cut because of his – I think if I read it right, he was the only one that did it. I'm going to tell you right now, if that guy had any talent whatsoever, he'd still be a cornerback for the Colts. This had nothing to do with it as far as the protest was concerned. So I, I'm not even entertaining that. If you, if you honestly believe that you don't watch the, you don't watch the NFL. Yeah. Though you have sometimes murderers out on the football field. Okay. All right. And, and they stay football players. You got guys who beat their wives and beat their girlfriends. They're out there. Okay. So I don't even want to hear it. I'm not even entertaining the possibility of uh, Antonio Camardi being cut because of his protest. It's a joke, and everybody's got a conspiracy theory. AFC West, the Denver Broncos 4-0. and Like I said, they're going to go ahead. They're going to start the Rook. It'll be an interesting game. They're 4-0. and The Raiders, the Raiders, three and one. Kansas City Chiefs, two and two, and one and three for the San Diego Chargers. Man, I wish that team could be good. Will they? Will they? I don't know. Tough division. Let's go to the NFC and let's start in the East where the Philadelphia Eagles 3-0, the Dallas Cowboys are surprising 3-1. Folks, love that if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you never want to see Tony Romo again. It's all I've been hearing fans that say, hey, the Jets need a quarterback. Trade them to New York. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving the locals. Hey, hey locals, guys, in the locals, I love you. And you know I do. But come on, guys. Really, I know Dak, and I'm even go as far as to say Dak Prescott is the future of this franchise. But please, please understand and really get it. 
Tony Romo is the better quarterback. He just is. You know, you know, I'm I'll make I'll make an example of this, okay? I want you I want you to go, okay? I want you to go to the frozen food section in your supermarket, okay? I, 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 and and I will be able to point this out to you, okay? Have you ever seen those Tostinos little small pizzas? They're really good. I mean, again, for a buck fifty, I guess, or something like that, right? These little Tostinos, they're good. Are, are they good? You know they're good. You're smiling. I know you're smiling, okay? All right? That Tostinos, it's really good. Now, look to the right in that same freezer chest and see a tombstone pizza right there, okay? Guys, that's, that's much better than the Totino's pizza, isn't it? I mean, really, you think, <laughs> really, I mean, come on, come on. That's what Dak Prescott and Tony Romo are. And no, Tony Romo is not the Tostinos. He's the Tombstone. The Tombstone is much better. That's what it is, guys. You're comparing a guy who's an all-pro quarterback to a first-year quarterback. And I get the fact that he's got talent. But I'm sorry, Dak Prescott is a Tostinos pizza. He's good, but he's just not as good as Tombstone. Gotta love it. Washington Redskins and New York Giants both two and two. Um, it, it's really in reality is only you know one to a one and a half games difference. That's the way this division stays all year long. And maybe if we get an implosion of Odell Beckham in New York, maybe we won't see the Giants. But they are still two and two. All right. In the North, in the NFC, the Minnesota Viking 4-0, Sam Bradford, come on. Really? Sam Bradford has led this team to a 3-0 record since he joined. Sam Bradford? Wait, are we still talking about the Sam Bradford that was a Ram and an Eagle? And yes. And boy, oh boy, do the Minnesota Vikings look like geniuses right now. They do. They look great. They look like they, they knew exactly what they were doing when they signed that man up. You gotta love what's going on there. Green Bay Packers two and one, one and three, Bears and Lions. Oh my. They're one and three. Over in the NFC South, this is an interesting division. Because leading the way is the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. They've won three in a row. They're three and one. Week number one, I thought you could maybe go looking for a fork in the house and a big one, and you could just stab it right into the Atlanta Falcons. But boy, oh boy, have they turned this thing around. Tampa Bay, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, all one and three. Really? 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 Yeah. Really. So... (laughs) Wow, what a division. What a difference a year makes out of that division as well. By gosh, you had Atlanta, you had Tampa Bay and Carolina and the Saints all being, wow, somewhat good. NFC West, I mean, I'm sorry, three-game winning streak for the Los Angeles Rams. Will the real Los Angeles Rams please step up? Because, my God, I am not sure who you are. Who? 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 I don't, the Rams. Three and one along with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the Seattle Seahawks, let me tell you something. You got an injured quarterback, 
and they say, forget it. My, my guy's staying here. He may not be thrown for hundreds and hundreds of yards, okay? But there is there any question about who? 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 I don't know who. Is the is the quarterback? Yes. I'm going to tell you right now, Russell Wilson. Working through the injury is huge. Now, the Arizona Cardinals, they are two and three. They needed that victory on Thursday night, or you could have you could have went looking for the fork that I had set for the Rams or the Atlanta Falcons after week number one. Wow. And and that was a big one. Now and then the 49ers one and four. So, but big everybody's been talking about Odell Beckham and let's talk about this because, and then we'll get into the games after we go to a break. But let me tell you something. I see this guy. I like, I, I, I hate this guy. I hate Odell Beckham with a passion, by the way. And I'm going to tell you, and it wasn't because of his sideline rants, okay? I, I just don't like Odell Beckham. But here's what I wish he could do is come out, because I'm going to tell you right now, Odell Beckham is dying to say something. And it's not what we've heard from him, by the way. Odell Beckham wants so bad to come out and say Eli Manning sucks. I'm, I'm, I'm just being real with you guys here, okay? Now, you're not going to get this out on ESPN and everybody else because everybody wants to anoint Eli Manning as a great quarterback. So here's the thing. This is really simple. The reason why guys get up under Odell Beckham's skin is because Eli is not delivering the ball and he can't let his his performance speak for itself, so he has to open up his mouth. The fact of the matter is, is I think that, yeah, is he a distraction? I don't know. I, I'm not even going to get into is Odell Beckham a distraction. Who cares? But I'm going to tell you right now, if they had a better quarterback, I bet you you wouldn't even hear from Odell Beckham. Now, he would showboat a little bit of getting the ball, but we wouldn't see this side of Odell Beckham. He's a he, he's a guy I just don't like. Punk comes to mind because they just don't like him on a personal level. The guy's got amazing talent. I'm going to tell you that, that. You're allowed to be a punk and have amazing talent, okay? I'm I'm all right with that. But if this guy can just come out and say, "Can we can we please say Eli Manning sucks?" I mean, because that's what Odell Beckham wants to say. And and I don't think Odell Beckham, if he thinks that way, and I think he does, by the way. I think Odell Beckham really wants to say Eli Manning sucks. Look what he's doing to me. And that would be a situation that they would have to figure out in reality. And I, I don't know. It just seems to me there's a lot of things that are going on in the Giants camp that is making things bad. So, how things will end up happening later on for Odell Beckham in his career after Eli is gone or he's off of the Giants, this guy needs a quarterback. 
And, and it will never get out. I, and I'm just telling you right now, he thinks Eli Manning sucks too. Just as much as I think he sucks. But obviously he can't come out and say it. By the way, I was earlier today watching Rich Eisen on the NFL Network. Is this guy becoming the ugliest guy on TV? Man, Rich Eisen used to be the guy on ESPN and stuff, and now he took that job over. the. Which, by the way, smart move for this guy. You got to go to the NFL channel. I mean, be part of the NFL. That's the way you do it. But, man, Rich Eisen looks like death warmed over. I thought I looked bad half the time. Good God. Now. That having been said, now we went over some of the news. We went over the standings in the NFL. We went over some of the other things. Tom Brady, of course, coming back, being the guy. So we've covered a lot here within the first half hour. So now what we're going to do is we're going to cover the rest of the games that are going to be going on. So that means we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said. Sonny is going to warm up his coffee, and when we come back, I, I don't know if we'll hear from Cuervo, don't know if we'll hear from Tarvin, and it's irrelevant because we're going to still go over all of the news, all of the things going on, all of the games. We're going to do it all here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That having been said, let's take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll get to the first game up on tap in the NFL in week number five. On that being said, we'll be right back. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. 
Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. If you're like me, you want your hot coffee in the morning. But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooters is sure to satisfy. Whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea, check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive-through so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooters Coffee located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. Oh, yes. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, as we are here on a Sunday morning talking about the NFL. It's week number five. And those that don't know, it is uh, the return week. It is the time that we are going to see the man himself. Um, I talked about... Oh, I think it was like a, uh, I don't know, how long ago? Might have been three weeks ago. I, I'm going to change my opinion. I, I've, I've watched a little more film on a certain quarterback that's better than Tom Brady. And no, it's nobody that's playing now. I had to go back and I had to go look at Johnny U. Okay. I, I, I so respect my dad's opinion about Johnny Unitas. That I had to go see and watch more film. Tom Brady is just second to only one other guy, and that is Johnny U. And so at one point, I, I want to say that Tom Brady was the best to ever play the position. I'm not going to give it to him. How the, however, him being behind Johnny Unitas is nothing to be ashamed of. But yeah, I'm back. He's back. back. He is back. back. Oh, yeah. In case you didn't know, he's back. back. Getting up off his football thing, too, as well. Tom Brady hits the field. And, folks, I'm going to tell you. Good God. He's feeling so good. Everybody ready? 
Because he knows what right. He's asking if everybody's ready Because he's going to get up off his football thing The 3-1 New England Patriots take on the 0-4 Browns That's all I'm going to talk about as far as that game is concerned We're going to go to the next game on track Whoa, whoa, what are you saying, son? What are you doing? <laughs> Do we really have to talk about this game? I mean, really It might be the worst one as far as talking about out on the football field this week. It might be the worst game. The the Patriots are going to demolish the Browns. Tom Brady is going to throw for 250 yards and two or three touchdowns. It'll be a very humble experience for him to get back. He might get sacked twice. But what's going to happen is the Patriots are going to win this game. Now, guys, people, Sonny, are you a Patriot fan? No, I'm a realist, okay? I'm a realist. And if you cannot see how important Tom Brady is to a franchise and to NFL history, I can't help you, okay? You don't want to be helped. You don't want to see it, and that's fine. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not looking and just to be, oh, as I've been accused of in the past, um, a guy that's just close-minded. Tom Brady is the best quarterback to play this game since Johnny Unitas, okay? That was a long time ago. No Super Bowl era. He's the best quarterback to ever play this game in the Super Bowl era um, and is the best quarterback that has ever played the game since Johnny Unitas hung up his cleats and the dirt got in a box on Coach's show where he sold his cleats to a little kid. And he kept the dirt that came off of Johnny Unitas's spikes. Okay? So, the day that Johnny Unitas hung up his cleats, He was the best quarterback to ever play the game. And the only one that has ever come close is a guy that takes the field for the first time. So after the Patriots lose their game last week to the Buffalo Bills, and of course we're not hearing the end of it because we got one big fat mouth out there talking. And of course I'm talking about Rex Ryan. So much so, hold on, let me rephrase that. Let me be fair. I didn't even listen for it. If I'm right or if I'm wrong, listen, the only thing I'm going to tell you is that if he wasn't talking about how great he is, then guess what? It will be the first time in his history that he didn't. So you know he was talking about it. So, And if he didn't, I'll take that back. But I wasn't even going to entertain listening to Rex Ryan. After they beat a Tom Brady-less Patriots team. Let's just say they wouldn't have won that game with Tom Brady at the quarterback position. Sorry, it wasn't going to happen. So, that having been said, they lose the game to the Buffalo Bills, okay? Deflate gate, can we please, God, talk about something that was blown out of proportion. Good God. As James Brown would say, good God. All that is done. Four weeks went by quick, and we get the guy that is known to be there. Now, the Patriots head into Cleveland. They haven't won a game this year. 
It's a perfect opportunity for Tom Brady to get his feet underneath him for 2017. And Tom Brady having to answer for, you know, just chilling through these first four games is embarrassing that they have to. Tom Brady needs training camp, pregame, preseason games, and the first four games like he needs a hole in the head. Really, Tom Brady is like riding a bike. Yes, I've got some – you can't tell that I've got some mad love for my guy because people don't really get what they're seeing. I get it. So, Ray Horton is going to have to figure that out. Now, you're you're going, Sonny, who the hell is Ray Horton? He actually is the defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns, in case you didn't know. He's a five-time Super Bowl assistant. And this is actually his second time with the Browns. So, that having been said... Will we see Rob Gronkowski? I don't know. Gronk says he's good enough to go downfield, but will they allow it? Will they even need to? And and this is the thing. Do they even need to is the really big point. I want to tell you right now, if they get out to a big lead, Tom Brady's done for the day. This will be his preseason game, you know, that he played in and a game that actually mattered, though. And, and then he'll sit down if they get too far ahead because there's no need risking Tom Brady getting hurt on a fluke play coming from a bunch of really NFL rejects that are the Cleveland Browns. Now, I mean that with all due respect for the teams, that the players that play in there, because I know they work hard. But this is a reject football team in the NFL, and the players, unfortunately, are rejects that probably there are only a handful of players that would actually end up on a different football team on a different, in, in, on a different team in the NFL. So I, I just look at it, and, you know, if you think that you're going to have Terrell Pryor beat you in the passing game and you're the Patriots, that's a, you don't have to worry about that. Terrell Pryor is making the name for himself. Fine. But, guys, these are the Cleveland Browns. The only guy on there that's worth a damn, okay, the only guy is Hayden, who would be picked up. As soon, and this will be his last contract. And if the Browns were smart, they'd think about how to trade him and get something for him. That's what I'm telling you. So that's what we get. And, and as far as this first game is concerned, you can't expect – this Browns team, if you if you pick the Browns, you just want a little money on the game, okay? And maybe you can say, hey, you were smart. But I'm going to tell you, it's real simple. It doesn't, it's not going to help you. Now, that also being said, if the Patriots lose this game, it's not going to matter. This is, this is a game where they get their feet up underneath them. But, God, I... If there's anybody who really is going to pick the Browns in this, I would love to meet them. There's not one phase of the game that the Browns have that they you can say that they're going to win this game. There's not one phase of the game. So 
what you think is good, bad, or indifferent as far as the Browns are concerned, they don't, they just are not going to win this week. And if you think you are, you're just a gambling fool or homer, whatever the case may be. So let's head on into the next game that's up on tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And I wish we had our co-host here because he could talk about his team, the one and three Bears. They're third in the NFC North. Going up against the Indianapolis Colts, who are last place in the AFC South. But, man, is this a nice cush for the, for the Colts. And I say this because, first of all, they get rid of Cromartie. They cut him. He's gone. He's shown that, that guess what? There's just not anything left in the tank. Some team is going to pick him up. Don't get me wrong, and I get it. Because if he has anything that he can put out on the football field and he's not, oh, how do you say? He's not the worst in the world out there, I guess you can say, that want to really kind of disguise themselves as a defensive back. At one time, this guy was a badass. There ain't no question about that. But the Colts are in a portion of their schedule that makes gives them a good situation okay they get the win against the chargers they should have lost that game they should be oh and four but they get the bears then they get the texans i don't know if you think the texans are good i don't know i could argue back and forth on you on that one and no one would be right okay i'm not sure if they're good or not but they get the bears they get the texans texans okay okay they're pretty good then the Titans. So there's three games right in a row for Indianapolis to improve and get their feet up underneath them so they can get back in contention in the AFC South. As they're sitting on the bottom. And the horrible thing about that is, is because when you looked at this game, you really actually, before the season, were excited about this game. This was a game I was looking at. I wanted to see this. But the offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts is not just awful. It's god-awful. The secondary is pathetic. But on the other side of the football field, you got Brian Hoyer starting this game because you got the crybaby Jay Cutler who can't go out and play the game. I think they might win with Jay Cutler, but they're not going to win with Brian Hoyer. Yeah, I hate Brian Hoyer. Okay? The guy sucks. The guy, and the guy's made the money off of three games coming off of injury on games that didn't care. Yes, you've heard me say that before, so I'm not going to lose it. But here's the thing. The, there was an article that was put out about Jarrell Freeman. He's a linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Okay? And they're, they're going to – and when I was reading the article – the article says that Jarrell Freeman doesn't even need to study film on the strengths of the Indianapolis Colts, Andrew Luck. See, that kind of thinking, if that's actually thinking within the Bears locker room, there's problems. Huge problems. Now, I don't know if he was speculating on that or whatever the case may be. But, I, you know, I'm looking at the Bears who are one and three. They're going to the Colts today in the early game. Neither teams have uh, started the season has gone, you know, anything that you can say. And I got to take a break. Hold on. Didn't want to cough in your ear. 
But neither one of these teams, one team kind of had something going for them, the Colts. And the Bears, I mean, they just got rid of too many guys that where you looked at this team where they could really be in contention. So you only looked at one team, but we always thought that the Bears could put up a good fight against this team. I, at least I thought when I was looking at the beginning of the season and I was looking at the schedule. Now you got both teams who are two and six combined, one and three each. So they're pathetic. Indianapolis has given up 27 points a game. That ranks seventh in the NFL's defense, uh, or that ranks seventh in the NFL. The defense right now, the Colts are allowing 31. So you got to ask yourself, I mean, can the Bears – Win a game with 31 points. Here's the thing. The Bears aren't going to score 31 points. This game might give the Colts just a little bit of feeling good about their defense, which they shouldn't. Brian Hoyer is just that bad. And even the Colts are going to look good today against Brian Hoyer. Now, White's coming back on this team. They need that guy. They need the guy to make some. He was the fifth-round draft pick before he uh, sprained his uh, left ankle and broke his uh, fibula back in 2005. So Kevin White is a guy that this team wants to make an impact on the team. So they get him back. You know, Brian Hoyer says if you look at the defense, their numbers are, you know, you gotta you gotta say something for just being politically correct. I think the numbers can be deceiving at times. Please, every player is gonna say any team that they're uh, they're they're a good team, they're underrated. Blah 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 blah. No, all right. Now, here's some just some things that are out there. The Colts, Frank Gore needs 20 yards to surpass Jim Brown for the number nine spot on the R-time list. Score, uh, Gore's next touchdown will tie him with Terry Allen with 73 and move him into 27th place, if that means anything. So... Really, when I look at this game, I don't see a lot to really talk about. The Bears are awful. The Colts are awful, but they got a quarterback. And right here, all you got to really do is look at the quarterback situation and find out what's going to go on. So, I have the Colts in that game. Next up on the schedule here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, as we talk about all the games that are happening on a Sunday morning, the three and one Houston Texans are in Minnesota today. The Minnesota Vikings folks are four and oh, and I'm going to tell you right now, for every football fan who has started the season predicting their favorite team is going to be pretty good if they stayed healthy. Okay? Needs to look at the Minnesota Vikings and learn how to win when you're not. 
No, Teddy Bridgewater. No, Adrian Peterson. The one-two punch that this team that I'm telling you I picked to go to the Super Bowl. Now, they're not getting – they didn't get my vote. I changed it after they were gone. And, boy, maybe, you know, this defense is enough that you've got to wonder what – I mean, this shows how good a defense is, right? Looking at the Vikings, I, I mean, my goodness, that defense is crazy good. So when you looked at this game before the season was, you, you looked at this game and said, hey, this one should be pretty interesting. Brock Osweiler is going to have a long day. He's going to have people hanging off of him all day long today. And no J.J. Watts. He's out for the rest of the season with that bank back injury. I, you know, I'm not sure about Adrian Peterson if he's going to make it. I don't know, but who cares? But I will tell you right now, after being embarrassed by the Patriots a few weeks ago, that's the only game that the Houston Texans have lost this season. So when you look at that record, it's a little bit deceiving. And then the Texans defense took another hit on Wednesday because Devon Steele uh, Sills was put on injured reserves due to a foot injury. So they had to go to the practice squad and bring up Brandon Dunn. Who? So as the Texans go in, they t- they're taking on Minnesota. By the way, this is the only second time in franchise history this teams have ever met. So you have to look at the league's leading pass defense, which is really the Texans have the best pass defense in the NFL today. Going into this game. Now, will that pose a problem for the Minnesota quarterback, Sam Bradford? I don't know. I've never really been too high on Sam Bradford, even when he was a rookie and he played well. What has to happen is is that the Vikings, forget, forget Sam Bradford having to win this game by being a quarterback. He just has to not lose it for him. He just needs to stick to some small-time things, get the ball to uh, Diggs or tight end, uh, uh, I think his name is Randolph. Rudolph, Randolph, Randolph. Oh no, Rudolph. It's Rudolph. That's right, because he's the he's the red nose tight end. But I'm going to tell you that tandem could be really, really ruthless. So the Texans quarterback, I mean Brock Osweiler, he's got a lot of targets he can throw to and take advantage of. He did it against the Titans, but the Titans aren't the Vikings. Osweiler connected with his rookie wide receiver, Will Fuller, which, by the way, he's a badass. I've seen that guy up front close and personal. But this is the Vikings. 
the Viking defense is one of the best that are out there. And the Minnesota Vikings are winning without their one-two punch on the offensive side of the ball. And you can't really ask for anything else if you're a Minnesota Viking fan to be 4-0 without Bridgewater the whole season and without Adrian Peterson these last two games, two-and-a-half games. So the Vikings are headed on their way, leading this division and playing as well as they are. It's been crazy good for them. And I just don't know. I, I just really don't see how these things are going to add up as far as what Brock Osweiler did against the Titans, because man, you, you could beat the Titans all day long, but who cares? Guys, there's no question in my mind, you know, I, I'm, pick, I'm picking the Minnesota Vikings to win this game, and really there's no other reason why to pick any, any other team in this game. I mean, I, there's just nothing on the Houston Texans side. Now, if you're a betting man, then what the odds are, you know, what the line is, I don't know. But I will tell you right now, just looking at this game, you know, you know Minnesota might not be able to have that one-two punch like they have with the Bridgewater Peterson, but Bradford is doing enough to lead them to a three and zero record um, since he's joined that football team. So I got the Minnesota Vikings getting the victory over the Houston Texans. So that brings us to our next game that is on the. Uh, and this one's going to confuse me. It's not confusing, really. But the New York Jets, one and three, third in the AFC East. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're three and one. They are at Heinz Field. And the Jets are the Jets. The Jets had a good opportunity last week to play very well. The Jets last week had an opportunity for Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has thrown for nine interceptions over the past two games he's got 11 overall turnovers for the season and the defense get this a defense that has allowed 17 completions of 20 yards or more and seven for 40 yards or more please Todd Bowles get control of your defense now Fitzpatrick is not helping because they're always on the field. So sooner or later, it breaks down. There's also another one. Heinz Field. The Jets will be probably, I'm trying to get the update on Jarrell Revis. Hammy. Going out on, he's not, he's either going to go to Heinz Field playing or not. I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger at home at Heinz Field. How about this? He's thrown 18 touchdown passes over his last five games, including at least three in each of those items, and five against the Kansas City Chiefs last week. Is there a hotter team in the NFL besides? the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I am not a guy that falls for a lot of statistics, 
because I'm a guy that believes you just got to play the teams that are in front of you. But only 14% of the teams that begin one and three since 1990 have reached the playoffs. But Todd Bowles believes that the Jets can compete with anybody because that's his personality. He even says that he's going to compete with the Steelers. I'm, I'm sick of that. Every team competes week in, week out. I, I don't even want to hear it. How about just play well? The difference between compete and play well, compete you're out on the football field. Play well is a finely executed plan. And let's just be frank, Jets fans, they're not doing it. And the rumors about Tony Romo possibly being traded up to New York, Dallas Cowboy fans are ecstatic right now if that would happen because they get their DAC. But the Jets got to do something at the quarterback position. Fitzpatrick, he is history repeating himself after he signs the big contract with the Buffalo Bills, falls right up on his face. Guess what? He signs the big contract with the Jets. Guess what he's doing? Falling on his face. So the Jets enter this game now with a minus 10 turnover margin. And the Steelers have a – the Steelers – are a team that will make you regret turning the ball over. They beat the Chiefs 43-13. to It was hard to watch. Got a well-balanced offense. And I'm going to tell you, when they are hanging around that 50%, then they get Le'Veon Bell back. By the way, Le'Veon Bell looked like he was in midseason stride. But then again, that's what the Chiefs let him have. Now, the problem with Pittsburgh, okay, which normally Todd Bowles is going to foam at the mouth about, is, is that sometimes they have a hard time protecting Ben Roethlisberger. The Steelers' left guard is going to miss his second consecutive game. That's uh, Foster, a chest injury. So Marcus Gilbert is highly questionable with an ankle injury suffered in that Chiefs game. So Ryan Harris, the backup to Gilbert, also left the game with a leg injury. The offensive line is going to be – this is going to be – the position to watch this week. I don't have, b- believe me, folks, I'm not setting up for a surprise pick. I'm picking the Steelers. But Ben Roethlisberger might get hit, and he might get hit a lot. So, you know, they'll say all the right things that, you know, they'll step up, they'll be ready to go, they'll do whatever. But here's the thing. You have to you have to make sure that your team is ready to go, and backups just don't get that time. So offensive linemen, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to see a lot of penalties come from this offensive line. They're not going to let them hit them. They'll take the penalty. Don't hit. Do not let Ben Roethlisberger get hurt. Will be the 
theme inside that Steeler locker room. Take the penalty. Don't let don't let Roethlisberger get hit. So you got Matt Forte, okay? He's done it. I mean, if Matt Forte, I think he's just going to get his yards and he's going to get a touchdown, maybe two. You know, leads the league with 288 yards, three touchdowns on 81 carries. So, you know, do the math. 81 times four. They played four games. Guy's getting a lot of touches. So, you know, but that's just what he does anyway, guys. He's done that. So, let's see what happens. I just, I don't know about the Jets when I come into this game. They don't have Eric Decker. They don't have Jalen Marshall. He's still recovering from a shoulder injury. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Then you have teams, you know, they have Brandon Marshall. I You know, I don't know if Brandon Marshall is Brandon Marshall's. You know, I don't know. And then you have Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, now, as far as teams, that I get this. You know, and we go back to that thing that we talked about, teams starting out at one and three, how they make the playoffs and the percentage and everything. Um, here's what I want you to know as far as that one and three start. The Jets have done it twice, 91 and 2002. So, just so that you know, they're all set. They're ready to go. So, but here's one of the one of the things that have happened with the Jets so far this season. They haven't beat teams to make it look like they can be a team that can make it to the one and three. That's all I I look at when I see this. So, it should be interesting. As far as that game is concerned, early game, a one and two Jets. They're they're on a two game losing streak. Pittsburgh they get the win last week over Kansas City after losing the week before that. So should be very interesting in that game, and, and this is the game that always comes back and bites me. But I don't think the Jets have enough. I just don't think they have enough to beat that Steeler team at home in Heinz Field. There's just so many things about it. I just saw a picture. Uh, of uh, Bill Belichick when he was with the Browns. The Browns haven't won a playoff game since 1994 when they beat the Patriots. <laughs> kind of makes me giggle. I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's something like that. I don't know. Bill Belichick, amazing story. Anyway, guys, that's where we're at right now. Now what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to continue talking about the games that are happening in the NFL as we do every Sunday. And that having been said, as we talk about the games, we'll get some more news and notes that are going on on who's hurt, who's not, who will play, who won't. We'll do all that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll come back. We'll talk about Philly in Detroit, Tennessee at Miami, Washington at Baltimore, and Atlanta and Denver. Uh, guys, this might be a short story. You know, I usually put it on for three hours. 
I can talk, but I don't know if I'll talk for three hours. I don't know. We'll find out. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk about three more games. We'll be right back. Whether it's buying or selling a home, there is no bigger decision than choosing the real estate agent who will represent you during the transaction. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associates Realtors is here for you. 12 years in the property management business has afforded him great insight into the real estate needs of his clients. He serves all his clients as he served his country, with honor and integrity. With Brian Chadwick, you will have a dedicated, honest, and hardworking realtor in your corner. To experience what he can do for you, call Brian Chadwick today or visit him online. This is Sonny Clark, the radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, telling you to contact Brian Chadwick at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not an I, chadwick.jphomesforsale.com. Allen Bauer Electric, we offer expert electrical services from general outlet repair and fan installation to electrical panel upgrades. Our customer commitment includes additional benefits such as call-ahead scheduling, upfront pricing, and special after-hour electrical services. Being informed is to your benefit. So call Allen Bauer Electric for more information on how you can be more informed about your residential or business electrical needs. Give him a call at 214-356-0197. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. 
want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. Each and every week here on Sunday morning, as important week as far as scheduling, as far as positioning to get into the playoffs. So that having been said, when you look at a lot of things that are going on, know where they're at. Week number five, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Kansas City Chiefs. The New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks all on the bye in week number five. So we got two games less this week than we do when we have a full slate. Talking the NFL here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. So. That leads us now to the games that are up on tap here that we're going to talk about here in this segment. And there are a lot of, oh, how do you say, situations. And there's, I think this week, I, I, I think, I, I want to pick, and I'm going to talk my, I'm going to try to talk myself into picking a, oh, what do you say? Um, an upset. I'm going to try to talk myself into it because I think there's a game that's primed for it. And I'm talking about the 3-0 Philadelphia Eagles making their way over to the Detroit Lions who are 1-4. Now, that having been said, I don't want to take away from this rookie, okay, that is starting for the Philadelphia Eagles, Okay. Carson Wentz has played some incredible football for the Philadelphia Eagles. More so, you you look at, if you go back into our archives, I don't think there's anybody who was on our panel. I don't think there was anybody who was, you know, talking on a regular basis that had the Philadelphia Eagles even coming, never mind winning the division, but not being out of last place. The football team that was in a great, big uh, hole as you started out the season. And who knew it was going to be a rookie quarterback that was going to probably save this football team. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles with Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson, the new head coach for the 
Philadelphia Eagles. I, you know, you you got to like the combo on what's going on. And I'm going to tell you right now, they've got to be, out of all the teams that have gotten off to a good start, I think the most surprising would have to be the Philadelphia Eagles getting to this point. I mean, this Eagles team beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 34-3. to And forget the fact that that Ben Roethlisberger couldn't get anything going in that. How about the defense holding off the Pittsburgh the the Pittsburgh Steelers offense? I mean, and then the turnaround to see the Philadelphia Eagles offense go up and blow up for 34 points in this game against the Steeler D. So now. The Philadelphia Eagles, they got to go on the road. The Lions, they've lost three games straight. And this is the reason why I think this is a setup. And I'm going to, I've I've been trying to talk myself in. I haven't made my official pick yet. I'll do that at the end of talking about this game. But believe me when I tell you before we get to that point, I'm leaning for the upset here. And the upset would be Detroit over Philadelphia. So Carson Wentz, he became the starter when they got rid of one Sam Bradford, who's over there at Minnesota right now. He was trading to the Vikings just before the regular season. And then we went, well, our prediction is really going to be good. Now, completing 64.7% of his passes and throwing for five touchdowns without any interceptions, folks. And that is the key. In any football game, the first thing we talk about on who's going to win and why is turnovers. Well, Carson Wentz is not turning the football over by throwing the football as an interception. So when you look at that situation – you gotta you you gotta have your coach coach this guy. Now you get the starting running back Ryan Matthews back and tight end Zach Ertz. That could be really really a good thing for you going into this game. So when you think about this game, you're getting guys back and. Hmm, interesting. Where could we be? But looking at this game, Detroit, they I don't think this team is as bad as the one and three record that they're looking at. Now, normally when you look at a one and three football team, you go, Yeah, there's there's a reason why. But we've talked about it on this show about how Matthew Stafford's got to get the ball to different people in order for him to win. He's been able to do that. Their defense is what's letting them up. So as you look at Philadelphia and what's going to be going on, they've got some problems going on. Nigel Bangham uh, could be facing a suspension after his arrest on bringing a loaded gun to the Miami International Airport over the weekend, last weekend. Good God almighty. Offensive line, Lane Johnson, has got 
maybe 10 game suspension that's going to be heading his way uh, his way for for the substance you know taking that banned substance that you're not supposed to take and this is depending upon the uh results of his appeal and I don't I'm not sure what came from that so you got to look at that so Lane, uh, you know, and so you got a guy who is protecting your quarterback. And if you don't protect your quarterback in this league, they don't last very long. They end up getting hurt. And then they're, they're out. So the guy that is going to be set is going to be huge uh, for that whole thing. How is that going to happen? Where is it going to be? Because I'll tell you, the Eagles being without Lane Johnson, I think, is a big loss for this football team. But he's going to play this week. So later on, so they got some off-the-field problems that they're going to deal. How much will that go to what's happening on the football field? And, And really, I mean, you're looking at the Lions. Nothing has really gone right for them since they beat Indianapolis, and who hasn't? So they lose a late lead in Tennessee. I think, if I remember correctly, uh, at their, you know, their other. I think they played that game at home. Yeah, that game was at home. Then the Green Bay Packers beat them, and, and the Chicago Bears beat them. Should have put a boot in this team's behind. To say, we got to be better. You can't lose to the Chicago Bears. And that's the reason why you're sitting at the bottom of this division. With the Bears ahead of you because they beat you. Both one and three. That loss against the Bears, 17 to 14, I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. They didn't have Jay Cutler in that game. They didn't have two running backs. Uh their defense was without their players, and that was the game where it it just proved that Jim Caldwell is not a good NFL coach. That having been said, and we talked about that on this show before, myself and Cuervo, Jim Caldwell has never impressed me as a head coach. They should have fired him last year. And now everybody's talking about Caldwell on the hot seat. Well, we talked about that last year. And then they're changing the whole aspect of the offense because they don't have, uh, you know, Calvin Johnson, which in reality is good for Matthew Stafford, but they don't have a coach that's going to coach it. And the huge thing when you look at these Lions, they're not getting any rush game. Only 60 yards in the last game, 50 yards before that. So in the last two games, they've rushed for 116 yards. Abdullah was sidelined with an injury on his foot. I don't know if he's going to be ready. Matthew Stafford, no running game. That means that's all he's going to do is throw the football. But he only threw for 213 yards against the the Chicago, the Chicago Bears. So I'm going to tell you, as we look at this football game and where it stands, Matthew Stafford has got to be better than just 213 yards. And they got to get better. So 
They got to get the ball to Golden Tate. One catch against the Bears. And then I, I think there was, I don't know if it was the Bear game or not, but Stafford was on his behind about a miscommunication that led to an interception. I think I think that was against the Bears. But Detroit's pass rush, I'm going to tell you, when you look at Detroit's pass rush, it's been non-existent. And you got to you just got to do better than that if you're the Detroit Lions. And I think they might get that today. Yes, they get they get you know, the new rookie sensation that's going on in Philadelphia. But I think this is a game with the Detroit Lions at home that could be the stumbling box, you know, because he is a rookie quarterback. I'm not saying that this defense should be able to, but Matthew Stafford, if he can throw the ball and get the ball to where he needs to get it to, then guess what? I think that they can have success on the offensive side of the ball. If they don't, because the rushing game is non-existent, then the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win there. So what I'm saying is, is that if they win today, it's going to be because Matthew Stafford can throw the football. I don't know if they can. Let's see what one person has to say about that. It's the good old boy himself from way in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. Hold on. Look oh, at it. You didn't know. You didn't know. It is. Your ass call That's somebody. right. You, you better call somebody. It's the fine co-host of this program. It's Cuervo calling in from Yuma, Arizona. What's going on, my friend? What's up, son? Mark? How you doing, man? I'm I'm doing good. How long? First of all, the question is: is how long do you have? Can you make it for the less? Next hour and a half, or are you only on for a brief time? Um, I've got about a good 30 to 45 minutes with you, Sonny, and then um, I'm going to be getting some breakfast, and hopefully I can call back after that. But, okay, well, then yeah, let's do now, this. So yeah, let's, let's, get, let's jump to the games that I've already talked about. Your Chicago Bears, the, the Indianapolis Colts, what do you think about what's going on in this game? And can your Bears overcome what they have been playing like? Now, granted, they got the victory against the Lions last week. Um, do you feel good about your Chicago Bears going into Indianapolis with the secondary for the Colts being as bad as it is? Well, I kind of do because, you know, I mean, Andrew Luck hasn't really played to the uh, the level that we all thought he was going to come back and play. So, I mean, the Colts are 1-3 right now just as well as the Bears are. So, I kind of I kind of take that in consideration of, like, what's the problem in Indianapolis. And right now, I mean, from what it looks like, Andrew Luck's just not the guy that we were used to seeing. And hey, that offensive line has got awful. Did I lose you, Cuervo? I'm here, Sonny. I thought you were making a comment. Oh, yeah. It was a quick comment. Uh, the the Colts' offense has got awful. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the numbers. I'm sure, I'm sure Andrew Luck's getting beat around like, like, a, um, like a ping pong ball or something. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, the Bears so who, got their who, own problems. Yeah. Look at Jay Cobb. I mean, he, uh, I mean, he slipped on a banana peel and he's out for a month and a half. So the, uh, <laughs> now, now for the guy that you really like a lot and that you really trust, 
uh, is you know a guy in Brian Hoyer who, I mean, you got like him very much, but they did enough stuff last week to get the win. Yeah, if they get what they got out of him, and that you know your team's in a lot of trouble when your starter. Jay Cutler cannot beat out Brian Hoyer even when he's going to be healthy because when he comes back when he's healthy, I don't think he gets his job back, especially if somehow they beat the Colts and they start winning football games. So that's going to be a tough one. Well, I I was saying that, you know, we're talking about Brian Hoyer. You you know your team is really bad when your starter, Jay Cutler, is going to be a question mark whether or not he'll take over the team when he comes back because he's just that bad if Brian Hoyer has some kind of success. With the win last week, now if they get the opportunity to get the win against the Indianapolis Colts and then maybe he's ready next week, you've got to question who you're going to put in at the quarterback, Brian Hoyer or Jay Cutler. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's tough, Sonny, to say what they're going to do. I mean, we've seen it in the past in situations in Francisco with Alex Smith, where uh, you know when you when you go with the hot hand, um, it, it can it can benefit you for a while, but then you see where San Francisco is now, two three years later as a franchise, and yeah, and, and I know the quarterback's not the only thing that has changed Francisco, however. Um, you know the, the the quarterback situation is is one of the most important pieces we as we all know for a football team. So it really has backfired on them when it comes to going with the hot hand because I mean look what Colin Kaepernick is now. Yep. So who you got? Chicago at Indianapolis. You know, Sonny, I'm feeling good. I think I'm going to roll with the Bears. Um, I just kind of feel like maybe that win last week is what did to propel their season and really get some momentum going. So I think I like I think I like my Bears to win today. Glutton for punishment is my co-host here for the Bears, so we'll see what happens. Houston at Minnesota, um, you know Minnesota, good you know football team, four and zero, three and zero with Sam Bradford. Houston comes in at three and one. Um, you know, Houston's not as good as their three and one record says. That having been said, you know, I you know, this was a game that confused me. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings to improve the five and oh, but this is the kind of game that maybe will Sam Bradford perform up to what he's capable of doing, or will we get the same Bradford the same Sam Bradford that we've been getting for the last three years? Uh, it's a big question in this game. How are you looking at Minnesota and uh, Houston, Houston on the road in Minnesota? Well, I think Houston's in a little bit of trouble, Sonny. I mean, you know, the, the, the offense has played well so far this season, but, you know, you, 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 know, you, you got J.J. Watt, who is no longer with the team. And, you know, as far as Minnesota's concerned, I'm really, I'm really surprised at how well they're still playing without Adrian Peterson. And, and now their, their backup running back, McKinnon, he's, he stepped in nicely. And we all know, I mean, we've seen him play in the past, and we all know what he's capable of doing. But, you know, I just the, the expectations for the Vikings started to drop once AP went out. Uh, but right. They've, but they've been able right. to maintain in there. I mean, what you said, they're 4-0. So, um, I think a lot, you know, if you ask anybody out there, uh, without Adrian Peterson, would the, would the Vikings still be undefeated at 
you know, 80% of the people would probably say, no, I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, you know, they get a home, they get a home game today against a, a Texans offense that I think they can stop and, you know, hold them to, you know, the less, less average points. So I, I think, I think Minnesota wins this game. I think they do too. I did. I spent, Two minutes on the New England-Cleveland game. You think Cleveland's going to win too, Sonny? I, I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I really think the Browns got a chance. <laughs> oh, man, you can't even fool Sonny we Clark, man. I with that. Yeah, I was right there with you. I, wrote, I, I, I I'm sorry. Your, your sinker and your hook is still in the water. It's not in my mouth on that one, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the question is, I mean, everybody obviously is looking forward to the return of Mr. Brady. Uh, and everybody's like, well, he's going to throw for 500 yards and all this craziness. I'm going to tell you right now, Sonny, I think LeGarrette Blunt's going to steal the show today. I, I think he's the guy that's going to come out and he's just going to ground and pound against right through that whole Browns defense. And Brady's not going to have to do a whole lot. Exactly. Brady, 200 yards, two touchdowns, sit him down, and get him ready for next week against a tough opponent that's coming up for him. Uh, here, here's the thing. Blunt is expected to play with a, a hip. Edelman is expected to play, and so is Rob Gretkowski. Edelman with a foot and Gretkowski with a hamstring. They are expected to play just to let you know. Yeah, they're 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 also uh, reactivating Rob Ninkovich as well. So look out look out to see him as well. Yes. So some interesting situations there. So I'm I'm sure you got the Minnesota uh, the um, New England Patriots in this one um, headed to the probably the tough game. No, Darrell Revis is expected not to play today for the New York Jets. Not that it would help as they lost two in a row. They're one and three. Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Heinz Field three and one um, after getting embarrassed the week before they come back last week and get a victory. Um, good time stuff here. Pittsburgh, New York, and New York is on the road. Who you got in this one? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game, Sonny. I, I, I love a good defensive battle, especially when the, when the two teams actually have good defensive talent. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's really hard to – pick the Jets in this game because, again, like you mentioned, Revis is out. You saw the Le'Veon Bell, what he did last week. Now, he didn't get yes. the end zone, but, boy, the balance that the Steelers have been looking for was there last week. So, um, you know, that's that's really what the Steelers have needed. And, and, you know, as far as the Jets are concerned, Sonny, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's been up and down this season. I, I know they, they wanted him back. and They've got him back. You know, now yeah. it's like, oh, should we have done it kind of thing. So um, that's why I like the Steelers to win at home and catch today just because of the fact that I just think they're they're more consistent offensively. And Yeah, and the Jets, they have a minus 10 turnover margin. Um, so that, that right there is also another thing that makes you questionable about what you may see in that football game, you know, uh, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick is is 
just awful. And let's get you to the game that we're talking about, Philadelphia and Detroit. I'm I'm leaning upset in this game, Cuervo. And the reason why I'm leaning upset is because I don't think the Lions, okay, even though they're one and three, they're just, I'll say this, how how do I say it? They're not as bad as the one and three record in reality. They've actually looked halfway decent as you see the quarterback, Matthew Stafford, get the ball to different wide receivers. Now, granted, he only threw for 213 yards last week, but he's getting more production from other players that he should have. I mean, he had two of the best tight ends for years, and he never threw it to him in the end zone. He always threw the Calvin Johnson. Um, that having been said, I think the Eagles, I mean, they're living on a high on what a rookie quarterback has been able to bring to them, but I think they come down to earth. I think they're going to end up with their first loss this year against the Detroit Lions. What do you think about Philadelphia and the Detroit Lions? And I, okay, I just, okay, I just lost Cuervo. Maybe I'll get him back as we, this is the game. I, I'm, I am going to lean. I, I, I know there's a lot of things that when you look at this game, you know, and, and I realize that the upset would be the Detroit Lions beating the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not saying the Lions are a better football team right now than the Philadelphia Eagles, because right now that's just not the case. That having been said, which is the name of this show, I think there's prime for upset here. If Golden Tate can get back up on squared, then you get Matthew Stafford being able to deliver the ball. I think this is the game that they let get away from them. I think we're in a lot of Philadelphia Eagle hype right now on how great that they are, and they're not that great. So when I look at this football game, I, that's the one I was concerned about. I, you know, I think the upset happens here, but you know, the Lions actually play well at home too. Okay. They're not great, but they play well. Um, and you know, rookie quarterbacks have a tendency to start doing what rookies do after a while. And they may get off to that great successful start, no interceptions, but sooner or later they have a come to Jesus game. And this might be it. So I'm going on the limb right here. I should not pick this game, but the Detroit Lions, but I am going to pick the Detroit Lions to get this victory. So that that is a it's going to be an interesting game. Like I said, I don't think it's anything that any other teams. I, I think obviously if this game is in Philly, I'm going to take Philly, but I'm just not. I just don't have enough to do a Philadelphia on the road this week. They got to lose one sooner or later. And it might just start this week. One and three, Tennessee Titans, third in the AFC South, go up against the one and three Miami Dolphins, who are fourth in the East. You know, my couch potato quarter has been getting a lot of work this year. It really has. And this is a football team in the Miami Dolphins that have made a mistake. And I would have made the mistake too. Just so that you know, I would have started Ryan Tannehill. However, my my boy, Brandon Dowdy, is on the practice squad. Well, it's time to bring him up, folks. Let this guy have some success here. There's no film on him except for what he's done. No, no it's a better option right now. I'm telling you right now, 
This guy's going to be playing for the – he's going to be on the active roster, if not starting, for the Miami Dolphins before the end of the season is done. But the Tennessee Titans and Miami, gosh, they are awful. One and three, one and three, two and six. We just talked about another two and six setup game with the Chicago and Indianapolis. We get the second one here. They're in last place in each one of their divisions. I mean, this couldn't be the biggest yawn more so than what you're getting from Chicago and Indianapolis. But from everything I'm hearing now, see, I don't know how this game, if it's going to play. I have not seen anything saying that they are not going to play. All this, you know, Hurricane Matthews and things of that sort, they were supposed to be hitting Thursday afternoon. The NFL right now is monitoring this game. I And I'm going to find out if they're going to play because of the situation. Miami, I, I, I'm not seeing anything uh, that I'm looking at. I'm expecting the Miami Dolphins to play. Um, in Miami, I, I don't know if there's any postponement as far as the um, – situation is concerned with the Dolphins I me personally I don't think they should play this game because of the hurricane is rolling this way I I just and that's another thing you got a one in three football teams and, and I don't know but what this football game is all about in reality I, I don't know. They're going to go ahead. They're, it is on schedule for Sunday. And this was, I'm, I'm trying to find out if they are actually going to end up playing this game because of Hurricane Matthew. And as of right now, there's not been any talk. I'm not seeing any news at all that they're not going to play this game. So, who knows? I, 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 and I'm looking it up, and if this game wasn't going to happen, they'd be saying, well, the game's not going to be played. So, I, you know, interesting situation here. I, you know, there's a lot of outside news out there. So, you know, I, I, this one here, I just don't even have a clue who to pick. The, the, the teams are just so both so bad. And I hate a game like this because I, I I wish I could find something that could make me not flip the coin. I, I just, I don't even know who to pick. Isn't that crazy? I mean, you know, this, you know, the news and everything that's going on and, and as far as this game is concerned, you know, this early game, Everything's supposed to the way it's supposed to, but I don't know if anybody's head's going to be on straight for this game, and I, I really don't know who to – I mean, the, the Titans have lost to three teams with a 9-2 and two record, so maybe – I don't know. Minnesota, Oakland, and Houston they've lost to this year. Um, the, the fact of the matter is is that this is one of those games – neither Miami or Tennessee has shown, shown that they could score – uh, you know, I think the Dolphins, yeah, here it is. Dolphins are averaging 17.8 points a game, ranks 28th in the NFL. The Titans, 
They're averaging 15.5 for dead last. So just by that home field, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to – I don't know if it's going to help them score. I'm just – I'm going to go with the team that scored more. And I don't know if that's the right thing to pick. But Gase is going to go ahead, give the ball to Ryan Tannehill. He's got 11. He's been sacked 11 times so far. Five interceptions. The defense, you know, Lamar, you know, the Lamar Miller was a thousand yard rusher. And it's, there's just not talent there. And, and when I look at the other side, there's just not talent over there either. So as much as I want my boy to go in there, Brandon Dowdy, to be the starting quarterback, he'd go into a situation where he would not be able to show his talents. So I don't know. You know, you know, we can talk about all the things that are going on, but when you got – get this. Here, listen to this. The Tennessee Titans ranked fourth in the NFL with – 127 yards rushing the game, but the Titans ranked 27th in the league with 221 passing yards. Mariota was the second pick of the 2015 draft. Okay. He was intercepted five times, sacked seven times so far this season. And, you know, everybody says that he's a, a threat to run. He's he, 72 yards, 5.5. If you want to call that a threat, that's fine. He he runs out of desperation, not because it's planned. So, you know, there's just so much in this thing where I look at it and I go, good gosh. I mean, we're, we're actually going to talk about this game. This is a horrible football game. Uh, Arian, Fo- uh, Arian Foster, he's out for the past two games with a groin injury, with a groin injury. I mean, there's just there's just not much to talk about. I, I Tennessee's not much better. I'm just going to take the home team because I don't know who to pick. It, it's a god-awful game, and it's unfortunate that we actually even got to talk about it. That having been said, that's just what we do here. We're going to go ahead, and uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And when we come back, we're going to talk the rest of it. I just don't – I wish I felt good about picking the team in this one but i don't all right so we're going to take a quick break here on the couch potato sports show when we come back we'll talk about more games and more nfl news that's going on in the nfl here on the couch potato sports show and that being said we'll be right back bonanza reap a bonanza with a free home auto or business insurance quote from costlo insurance bundle your home and auto insurance to save a ton Coslo Insurance at the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road, or visit us on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. 
With over 25 years of experience, Stephen Sons Heating and Air Conditioning have received many awards and recognition, including Angie's List and the Best of Rowlett. Ask about our preventative maintenance plan that includes two visits to your home for one unit for $155 and $59.99 for each additional unit. Mention you heard this ad on the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast and receive an extra 10% off. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 to set up an appointment or check out their website at stephensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Mark Hall at Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp. We want you to be proud of everything you achieve. That is why Mark Hall will tell you to stop focusing in on the little things and be proud of everything you've achieved up to this moment. Being fit is hard, but you can do it. If you need some help getting started, try our unstoppable fitness formula for free by visiting www.rowettfbbc.com and claim your free trial. Or give Mark a call at 214-888-2844. That's 214-888-2844. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, as we are here talking about the NFL Week number five. As we get started here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Last hour here, yes, we are able, I don't know, will we make three? I don't know, will we make an half hour? I don't know, but all I'm doing is talking about here for the Sunday. If and when I get done is when I get done. If it goes right up to the three hours, it will do so. If not, 
We won't. We'll just cover the games and then bail out. That being said, let's go to the 2-2 two two Washington Redskins up against the 3-1 Baltimore Ravens, who are second in the north of the AFC. The Redskins are third in the NFC uh, in the NFC uh, East. So that having been said, you know, I, I don't know. Everybody's talking about having a rivalry in this game. And, and yeah, they're close. Baltimore, yeah, you would think this is a rivalry. But, man, they don't play enough to even have one in reality. I, I don't know. So, I don't know. Is, is it? I don't know. But but let's to say this game is important for both teams, you can. Hardball right now, 3-1. and one. They hope they can come back after losing against the Oakland Raiders last week. Okay, the Redskins are two and two. They've won two straight, and uh, they're looking to see if they can keep that momentum going into today's game. Now, that having been said, the Ravens have the NFL's top defense only allowing 256 yards a game. Okay, so that defensive unit has got a big time boost since they got Terrell Suggs, uh, Doomerville back in the lineup compared to the year before. So the Baltimore Ravens are going to consistently try to pressure Kirk Cousins all day long. And by by when listen, Kirk Cousins isn't a good quarterback. However, he's ranked sixth in the league with the 1,172 yards with six touchdowns and only four interceptions. Those numbers are not going to be good today, okay? So his yardage is not going to be big. I I don't expect Kirk Cousins to throw for more than 200 yards. And Jake Rudin might be in a huge heap of trouble going into this game because he might not be able to get a win. Now, his brother is rumored to be a coach someday, you know, John Gruden. Now, guys, John Gruden I don't think is going to coach another football game. Unless he does it for some kind of, you know, fantasy thing or, you know, stars game that not a real football game. But Kirk Cousins, you know, I, I don't know. Is he progressing? Well, I don't know. I don't think he is. I think the yards are very, very suspect. But the Redskins offense, they've been solid. The defense has struggled. So it's the defense that have been given up as the defense is ranked 30th in the NFL, allowing 4.9 yards per carry in the rushing game. So Baltimore is going to be looking to exploit that. So Terrence West, he's probably going to get the start. He had a breakout game against the Raiders, running for 113 yards on 21 carries. Okay? So over five yards a carry. Baltimore's depth chart as a running back um, – also features a rookie by the name of Kenneth Dixon, who's been out with a knee injury, but he's supposed to be back. Uh, He was the guy suspected to be the starter throughout preseasons. So there's a lot of expectations for that dude to come back and make some noise. Now, Joe Flacco is also looking to take some shots deep down against this this Washington Redskins defense. Why? Because, really, is Josh Norman anybody really is worried about right now? I'm sorry. Yes, he's got the best of whoever. I, I'm still not convinced, okay? 
that he's going to be. Now, Josh Norman's going to play a physical game. But as long as I watch this team, okay, Josh Norman can take one player out of the game. Can Joe Flacco deliver? And folks, I, I just think he, he can. So, and, and when I look at the Redskins and I look at all that we have to offer, normally I, I was looking at the beginning of the season thinking that the Redskins had the better secondary uh, you know, with Norman and the other dude, Coulter, on the other side. Now, that has not played out to be a positive enough. But the Redskins playing in the NFC East, man, if they get a victory here today, that makes the NFC East so much of a topic of conversation, especially if Dallas loses today, especially if the Giants uh, – oh, crap, I forgot who's on the bye. Let me just check this. All right, so let me just hit this button right here. Um uh, New York's playing. The Dallas Cowboys are playing. Redskins are playing. So I'm not, I'm not too much worried. Uh, uh, you know, if, if Washington get can get the victory, okay, all right, Cincinnati's playing Dallas. We're going to talk about that game here in a moment. The Giants are playing Green Bay. Two teams that could lose. Now, if Washington, every team – in the NFC East, you have the Giants, you have the Dallas Cowboys, you have Washington, and you have Philly. If all four of these teams lose this week, it wouldn't surprise me. But if Washington wins, Washington is going to make that division very, very interesting, especially if Dallas loses, they go to three and two. And if the Giants lose, they go to two and three. And it, they could make that division very interesting to talk about if Philadelphia loses to Detroit, which is the one that I got going on. So this is an opportunity in reality for the Washington Redskins to make a move in this division. So if they don't, that's where you're going to see a lot of problems for this football team. And then they're going to be out of contention. This is a must win for the Washington Redskins. And I don't think they're going to get it today. They're going to drop to two and three. And even though you can say, yeah, they're the NFC, they're two and three, they'll be okay. But if for some way that the Philadelphia Eagles can win and the Dallas Cowboys win and the Giants win, they're going to be behind the eight ball. And you have to, and I'm going to tell you right now, they have to fire John uh, – uh, they need to fire uh, Jay Gruden. It needs to happen because you want to get a coach in there to get him ready for next year so they know what's going on. He can find out, evaluate the talent that he wants on the football team by things that he sees out on the football field, and you got to promise not to get rid of them after the season and their performances because really – the Washington Redskins really need to wipe the plate. But the, the ego of that football team, they won't. But firing Jay Gruden, that's going to happen. 
I'm going to tell you right now, Washington cannot lose this game. Now, they won't fire him. I know that. But I'm saying he should. Baltimore, they just got a lot of offensive power. That defense is really good. They're going to be all over Kirk Cousins. Like flies on it. So, you know, I, I don't know if they have what it takes to get the victory. So I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens, and I think they win this game, and I think it's quite easy, actually. So heading on to the, is the game, what is considered the game of the week, in my opinion. The Atlanta Falcons 3-1, Denver Broncos 4-0, Broncos starting rookie quarterback. Atlanta throws for over 500 yards last week, 300 to Julio Jones in Denver, where the ball is actually going to hang a little bit longer for Matt Ryan. Um, You know, it's another one of those games. Because if you think about what Atlanta has done, Broncos undefeated, Atlanta 3-1. The Falcons, to me, are the shock in the NFC, especially with them leading that division over there at 3-1. and one. Should they be there shouldn't be the question, but it is because of how bad, and I'll say it, how bad the Carolina Panthers are. The Falcons come into this game you know, 503 yards, four touchdowns against the Carolina Panthers. 300 yards receiving for Julio Jones. This is the first time in NFL history um, a quarterback slash wide receiver duo has had 500 passing yards and 300 receiving yards in the same game. I don't know. Will the attitude, the altitude have something to do with it? Come this game, I don't know. But right now, when you look at the the Atlanta Falcons, you know, they're clicking on all cylinders. Not too many hiccups except the game that they lost. But, I mean, man, their passing attack is crazy. They get the number one rag passing attack in the NFL against the number two pass defense. And the Broncos. Now, the Falcons have averaged 354 yards passing per game. The offense has scored 152 points and led the league. So, now, with Ryan leading the team and throwing the football, the team has 21 pass plays of more than 20 yards, and that is going to be huge. But on the other side, the Broncos' defense They're designed, you know, Wade Phillips has only allowed an average of 169 yards through the air. The secondary led, uh, you know, Tlaib is back there. Chris Harris is back there. They've only allowed six passes of only 20 yards more and zero for 40 or more. So Denver's defense leads the NFL in sacks, and they got a rookie that they're going to go after. Mark that. They're going to go after Atlanta. I don't, you know, I don't know. So, you know, I don't know. 
this one is that marquee game of the week, and people are going to be looking at this game, and you're going to look at battles all over the place. It's Jones against Tlaib. Uh, they both have pro bro, you know, as aspirations for this season, not more than both of them are, are also poor bowlers anyway, but they both are, are online to be that way again this year. Physical players, both of them are physical, especially at the line of scrimmage, both sides. Whoever gets the best of that wins the game. Jones, Julio, 488 yards in those games. 300 of them came last week. So the other games before that, he only has 188 yards, okay? So Tlaib, though, is tied for second in the NFL with three interceptions. So, man. Now, when the Patriots beat them, uh, beat the Falcons 30-23 to 23 in 2013, Tlaib covered Jones. And that's all he did. And that's what he's going to happen again here. And he defended four pass plays and the interception and the winner of the matchup, New England Patriots. So when you look at this, this is the game where you look at who's got the better defense. And normally you're going to say, man, that's going to be the team. So let's ask our fine co-hosts about this game. This is a tough one, Cuervo. What do you think about this game? Because of all the crap that I've been just talking about here, you know, there's a lot of things going on in this game as Denver is going to start their rookie quarterback because of injury, even though they were starting pretty much a rookie from before. But they give Atlanta and Julio Jones to leave on uh, on Jones last time they faced each other uh an interception four you know four uh pass defenses and Julio Jones only caught for 73 yards in that game obviously to leave won that battle what do you think about this year Oh, I mean this year Sonny I think it, I think it could be a little bit different I mean I know Talib is still on the uh or with the Broncos now and You've got, um, but you know, I mean, there, there may be some switches. You might see Chris Harris covering Julio Jones. I don't know if that'd be the the uh, the right idea as far as being able to cover him after he had you know six thousand yards receiving last week. But yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, could see some switches. I don't know how versatile uh, Talib is. I don't know if he's a Richard Sherman and he only likes to cover one side of the field, or or does he like to move around and, and just cover the best receiver on the team? But um, I know Atlanta, what they're going to try to do is they're going to try and switch it up to where Harris is covering uh, Julio Jones and try to take that height advantage because Harris is, uh, I think, 5'11", if I'm not mistaken. So there's, there's quite a bit of height advantage there in favor of Julio Jones. Uh, as far as the game overall, though, Sonny, I mean, yes, Paxton Lynch is going to start. Um, Simeon is, is, is out for this game. Now, is the game in Denver, Sonny, or is it in Atlanta? Yes, it's in it's in Denver. Sorry about that. Yes, Denver. Yeah. So with that being said, I mean, we all know the Falcons are, you know, they're questionable as far as a road team is concerned, and they they've won some big games in the past, you know, year or two on the road. But I I still want to see more from the Falcons as a road team. So honestly, I I still think Denver can win this game just because 
purely on the defense and how yep. good they are. And I mentioned at the beginning of the season, Tony, because Denver's defense is what's going to keep the Broncos surviving this season. So, uh, and, and I think it continues today. I think, you know, you're obviously not going to see the performance of Julio Jones as you did last week. And, and um, but I like the Broncos. I think it's going to be a close game, though. I'm gonna, I can say, I, you know, the Falcons probably keep it within, you know, three to six points. But uh, I think Denver wins. I'm going to go on the other side, and not because I'm an Atlanta fan. Um, I, it, more, more in the fact is, is that, you know, you got the number one offense going against the number two defense, so they usually mark each other out, okay? Um, the the only thing it's the other side is different really in reality now is the fact that they got the rook in there now. And as much as everybody wants to fall in love with rookies, I'm, I'm just not a guy that's going to do it. Um, And I don't know if it's the right thing or not. I'm taking the the Atlanta Falcons in this game. I just, you know, and, and I'm not, not because of last week, not because I think Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are great, even though they are great, you know, and they're finally figuring it out and everything's clicking right now on all cylinders and everything. It, when when I'm looking at rookie quarterbacks, I just don't get a good feel about them. You know, and I, I don't know. I like Carson Wentz, actually. I, frankly, it was the right pick for the Denver Broncos to get him. But in this game, he's coming in, has not seen the speed of this coming in there. I don't know if they're going to be able to score enough because when you look at the other side, Atlanta, they can go ahead and they can stop this guy. And what's going to be key is getting to the quarterback in this game. And I think they're going to be able to and or mistakes coming from a rookie quarterback. So I'm going to go on the other side on this one. I don't feel good about the pick, but I just think that there's something in this game and a rookie quarterback can't get. Now, you didn't get in on the Tennessee-Miami game. Tennessee one and three, uh, Miami one and three, uh, lots of other stories uh, with the hurricane and everything, but they're going to play this game. Everything that I'm reading. Um, good God. All, both these teams are just so bad. I mean, I pulled out the, I pulled out the uh, trusty uh, couch potato quarter and flipped and it ended up on Miami. Who do you have? Uh well, I have to pick somebody here, Sonny. So I'll, I'll go with the. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go on the other side. I'm going to pick the uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans. Uh, I just think they're a little bit more physical of a team, and and they're going to be able to manhandle the Dolphins however they want. They're going to take control of this game, and and I like. Uh, I think Demarco Murray can can have a pretty decent game against this soft Dolphins defense. And you know, as far as the weather, I mean, yeah, they played the Florida State Miami game last night, so it looks like the weather's okay. But, yeah, um, but I like the Titans. I like the Titans in this game. All right, Washington. They are two and two in a very interesting NFC East uh, division. Go up against the Baltimore Ravens, who are three and one. This game is in Baltimore. This, I think, this game can be an underrated game of the week. But here's what I'm going to say. Jay Gruden's job, I think, could be on the line because of the division that they're in. This Washington team cannot afford to go two and three, especially with the Dallas Cowboys playing as well as they are, which pains me to say. Um, And the Philadelphia Eagles right there, if only one team, if two come out, it's not going to be Washington unless they can keep a pace in this game. What do you think about Washington and Baltimore? Uh, well, I, I think that Washington is a team that 
has been, you know, kind of disappointing, really, Sonny. I mean, you look at yep. the the season that Kirk Cousins is having, and he's he's just been an he's not a guy that that should be making twenty million dollars. And I'll, I'll tell you right now that that is yep. not a guy that what he's shown so far. I think the you know there's the question of should they pay him in the off season? Right now, the answer is no. Now, obviously, Cars? that can turn around as time goes on. But I, you know, I really think that, um, you know, right now Cousins is just not the guy that they want to invest in. I, I think you're right. I think that is huge. So I'm, I see that you might be leaning Baltimore in this one. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been a fan of Joe Flacco, Sonny, and I know he's been kind of. He, well, I mean, he really doesn't not have true. the. <laughs> yeah, I have. Oh, Come no, on! He, no, hold no! On, hold on! Hold on! Hold on! When I that contract was signed, Cuervo, oh my gosh! I thought the first one that was going to fly through and strangle me is when I said Joe Flacco deserves the money. I thought you were going to fly through these radio waves and choke Sonny Clark. <laughs> well, that's—I mean, that's as far as you're talking about what a guy's worth. I mean, yeah. But, you know, Flacco's getting paid a probably a little bit more than we, that was an emotional contract that the Ravens <laughs> they just won a Super Bowl, and they, I mean, you want to talk about a drunk owner, you know, because you, you, you always yeah, talk about Jerry Jones, yeah. and so I think I think the Ravens owner Bashadi did the same thing, and was like, hey, look, we're just going to hook you up, Joe, and, yeah. and that's what they did, and he hasn't really yeah. done a whole lot since then. Okay, so, all right. <laughs> I just, I just want to make sure that you know. So, Brian, Brian had him at like number twenty last year on his list of quarterbacks, and I'm like, well, no, that was two years me. ago. He's in love with Flacco. He, he, he's seen the error of his ways. When I told him that Flacco was worth the money, he's seen the error of his ways. Now he's got a love affair with with Joe Flacco. Yeah, we 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 changed his mind on Flacco. I think. <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> so, okay. I <laughs> love it. Hey, I, 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 Sonny remembers certain things, not very much because he's taken a lot of shots to the head. Um, so <laughs> that that one's there. So, um, so Baltimore in this one, you think? Yeah, yeah, and I know Kirk, Kirk Cousins. He's not going to like it very much, but you know, oh well. I, I mean, if Washington it hasn't really done a whole lot to meet the expectation that they that they winning the division last year. I agree. So, but, yep, uh, but I, I agree. Like, I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens in this one. All right, let's do that then. Let's head into the next game that we're going to be talking about the Buffalo Bills 2 and 2, their second in the East. And they're playing the surprising Rams team. God, don't let, let me just everybody just pump the brakes a little bit, okay? Just just a little bit, will you please pump the brakes? The Rams are not as good as the three-and-run record is indicating, guys. And this is going to be the game where they're going to realize it, Cuervo. This one here is a setup for a heartbreak for the Los Angeles Rams because Buffalo is coming off an emotional win against the Patriots. Um, yes, they're going cross-country. Um, yes, you can talk about all that kind of stuff. But the Bills right now, they are flying high, and the Rams 
Ravens are not as good as that 3-1 record is. Now, they got a good defense, okay? And I'm going to give it to them because we always do, because I always kind of respect the team with the defense. But do the Rams have a come-to-Jesus happening today when the Buffalo Bills come to town, or am I just living in my own little sunny world? <laughs> Your own little sunny world? Yes. Um, no, I, I think I think Jesus is taking the wheel on the L.A. Rams and steered them in the right direction. Because here's the thing, Sonny, I mean, it, the past few years have we not been trying to uh, say that the, the Rams are going to be the team that, that kind of uh, is, is up and coming. And, uh, you know, now they finally got it together and, and the defense is there and they got the quarterback they need now and they brought in Nick Foles last year. Now everything's together. And then they had another five-win season and then tried <laughs> to get the number one pick. And everybody's like, well, you know what? From, at this point, we don't know what the hell's wrong with this team. Maybe yeah. it was just they needed to leave St. Louis. I have no idea. But, you know, the 3-1 and one record, I really don't think it's I, – I think it is a little misleading. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you, you look at their defense and they've got some – I mean, they've got Ogletree. They've got um, – you know Aaron Donald up front, and they've gotten. I think they still have no Nick Fairley's gone now, but they've got some good defensive players, Sonny. It's just what I think it is now is you've got the offense is starting to click. You've got the running game. I mean, they the offensive line is playing well. Everything is coming together for this Rams team finally. Uh, you know, a couple years late, uh, more than expected, but um, you know, beating Seattle a few weeks ago, I think, is what really help their their season get started. Um, they needed a good division win against the division opponent that has been known to be, you know, the, the, the class of the division. So uh, I think that's where the the difference is with the Rams this year compared to years past. So do you have some mad love for him today against the Buffalo Bills? Because let's be honest, the quarterback position for both of these teams are, you know, they're, they're shaky at best. I'm sorry. Um, and when you look at the football team, where they are, you know, as far as Buffalo is concerned, you know, when Rex Ryan wins a big game like he won last week, you know, I, I don't know. You know. There's a lot of things to be said about, Rex Ryan but one of them is is that and this is my opinion and I'm probably the only one that feels it Rex Ryan don't care if he wins and that that's where he is as a coach now he cared last week because he would have lost his job last week in the season if they lose to lose to a uh, third string quarterback that having been said he got the win it's big it's a does he care this week enough I don't know but the Buffalo Bills are a team that, in my opinion, has really, really underachieved with him as the head coach of this football team. And you get Case Keenum, for God's sake. Now, Tyrod Taylor is not tearing it up. I mean, they're, you know, that's not a great guy that is there. But the Bills, they're just not much better than that situation. The Bills are their 31st ranked pass defense in the NFL. They rank 28th in overall offense. I mean, so you can't expect more. I mean, God, who's going to win this game? Well, I, I I like the Rams in this game, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you made a comment, Sonny, just a second ago. You said Rex Ryan doesn't care about winning. Yep. Unless it's against the New England Patriots, who they shut out last week. Now, the problem with that is that now Rex Ryan, and we all know how Rex Ryan is, when he, when he does beat the Patriots, and it's not very often, 
But when he does beat the Patriots, now he thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread. I agree. You know, so now he thinks, well, shit, if we could beat the Patriots and shut them out, we could beat anybody on any given day. Well, what's going to happen today is the Rams are going to come out and Todd Gurley's going to have himself probably one of the best games you're going to you're going to see him have this year. Um, and I think Keenum's going to be a guy that's going to do just enough, you know, two, 200 yards, maybe one touchdown, maybe one pick. But Gurley's going to be the guy that I think is going to be the difference maker in this game for the Rams. And because Buffalo, again, like I said, Buffalo, they, they, they're probably on their high horse because they beat the Patriots with, with a third-string quarterback. Uh, good yep. for them. No Gronkowski. <laughs> so, you know, and, and it's a typical letdown game, Sonny. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. It's going to be a typical letdown game. Because it happens every time. Every if you go back, every time Rex Ryan beats the New England Patriots, they come back out and they and they play a stinker the next game. And it's yeah, gonna happen I, again today. And I and I, I did give away my pick when I said that. As far as who I'm gonna pick, I can't believe I'm gonna pick the Rams to win this game, and they're gonna go to four and one in the NFC West, Cuervo. And if that happens. Uh, you know, that puts some huge pressure on Seattle, who is on the bye this week, uh, to come back next week and get a victory. Because, my gosh, if you're the Seattle Seahawks, the last thing you want to do is not win the division, you know, and finishing behind the Rams. I mean, if you finish behind the Arizona Cardinals, at least that was somewhat respectful. But it's the Rams, for God's sake. So there's a lot of pressure on this game if. If the Rams win this game, Seattle is going to be on. And Seattle's hanging in there with no quarterback. But that good time for the bye for the Seattle Seahawks in this week. I, you know, you got to love it. That way Russell Wilson can get 100% and start feeling better. I'm with you. I'm not on a bandwagon for the Rams, but it, I set it up perfectly the way I think it's going to be. It's going to be that letdown game. Yeah, by the way, Sonny, I got to give you a lot of credit, man, for, for really – Calling it, you called it. You said something wrong with Russell Wilson. I think he's hurt. And sure enough, later that day, we we hear that, you know, he's got that. Um, I think of well, what is it? A meniscus uh, problem, yep. right? Or yeah, some sort of uh, some sort of injury that he's that he's fighting through. And you know, of course, the first thing I thought of was, boy, Sonny Clark. You know, for 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 the crazy things that he says, he was right on this one. <laughs> Well, and, and, and that don't happen very often, but I'll I'll take it. You're you're right. There there is something wrong with Russell, and there was. And but how about this? They're still winning the games. That's that's the huge thing. So that tells you how much they're rallying behind their quarterback, and everybody has to take the step up. And I hate the Seattle Seahawks with a passion, but man, no. right now, yeah. Oh God, I no. do. Oh yeah, I would. I hate them. I, I hate them, but they're, I think right now they're primed to win this division because I don't think the Rams can keep it up for the rest of the season. So, you know, that I think they're going to, and especially as bad as the Cardinals are playing, even though they got the victory here on Thursday, uh, they're still not a good football team right now. So it, it, this an interesting division right here, Cuervo. But so I, we're both on the Rams. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm on the Rams. San Diego Chargers. Oakland Raiders, San Diego, one and three. They are last in this division. The 
Raiders are three and one, and they are playing like the Raiders of the past. And I'm just going to say this, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. The Raiders, they just might make the playoffs. And and that was something that I didn't – I mean, yes, I know they got – but the Raiders are still the Raiders regardless of any success that they got. But right now, they are playing on all cylinders, Cuervo. And as much as I want to try to pick the San Diego Chargers to win this game – now, if they win, it wouldn't surprise me, but there's no way I'm picking them. The one-and-three football team – this team has never been able to protect Phillip Rivers the right way. And the problem with the Chargers is defense. And the Oakland Raiders, all they got is offense. And, and well, they got their defense too, but their offense is really good, Cuervo. And as much as I want to try to pick the San Diego Chargers and make it feel like I'm comfortable with it, I'm, I'm not. The Oakland Raiders, not only are they going to win this game, I think they blank them. I think the Raiders are going to go in. They're going to have as many fans in the stands as the San Diego Chargers. This might be a home game for the Oakland Raiders. Yep, home game for the Oakland Raiders, Sonny. I mean, the Raider Nation is, is strong this year. Um, they're they're live. I mean, they, they've got a spirit this year, Sonny, because they have a chance. They have a real good chance to make the playoffs. Yep. You know, this is a team that a lot of people um, were giving a lot of love to, including myself. Um, I picked them to finish second in the division, and right now it's, it's, it's looking like that's what's going to happen. So, um, But, you know, I, I really love the way that Carr has really come in. I'm telling you right now, Sonny, if, if the season ended today, Derek Carr is a Pro Bowl quarterback. I agree. I hate to admit it, but I agree. So, I mean, that that's how good I think the Raiders uh, are playing. Is They have a Pro Bowl quarterback, and that's something that they've been, you know, just starving for yep. in, in uh, Oakland ever since Richie Gannon. I mean, that's the last guy that they've really had that's been worth a damn at quarterback. So, it's been uh, it's been a long time coming for, for Raider fans. It's, you know, 12, 13 years of just pure misery. Now, you know, they've they've got – all the pieces that they need, they just can't – they cannot mess it up, Sonny. Do not go and fire Jack Del Rio, please. Exactly. Raiders front office, if the, if the Raiders front office is listening right now, do not fire Jack Del Rio. If you do that, <laughs> you're going back to square one, and you don't want to do that because you've got Denver, okay, that is still a very good team. John Elway knows what the hell he's doing, so you don't want to go there, all right? Kansas City, if, as long as they can get off the injury bug that they've had the past couple of years, especially with Jamal Charles, you got to right. deal with them in the division, okay? San Diego, they they, they haven't figured it out. They don't even – you don't have to worry about them. Well, no, they have figured it out, Cuervo. They figured it out until the last five minutes of the football game. Okay, they've blown three leads this year in the last five minutes of a football game, and that tells you they're not a good football team. It when it's you when you opposite. it's the total opposite of what they were six years ago, Sonny. I mean, absolutely, they were the team. They, they they were the team that started off slow, and they and they'd be uh, down by seven, you know, ten points in the fourth quarter, and they'd come back and they'd score seventeen, and you're like, what the hell just happened? The Chargers absolutely. Won 
You know, and that's and that's what the Chargers were. And now they're the total opposite. They come out firing right away, and they run out of gas in the fourth quarter, and they blow leads. I mean, I, I still go back to week one against the Chiefs. I don't know how the hell they lost that game in week yeah. one against the Kansas And, and, and that they was were, just – that was a preface to what the season is going to end up being like in reality, which really, it, it, which is really bad for for Rivers. That guy on a different football team is taking a different football team to the playoffs, and that guy is going to be on a different team next year, Cuervo. I don't care what contract he signs. Well, who's he going to then, Sonny? Is he going to be It doesn't Arizona? matter. It doesn't matter. How about Arizona? Let them go to Arizona. And the Arizona Cardinals will win that freaking division all day long. Tennessee, get somebody. Quarterback, Miami. There are many teams that Phillip Rivers can go to that help them win football games that can finish a game defensively. Because really, when you look at Phillip Rivers, it's not because of him as the reason why. Now, granted, he's thrown some interceptions, but that's out of desperation on try. How the hell are we going to win this game? Because our defense let us down. So you get that in this. Phillip Rivers is a good quarterback. So, you know, I, yeah, Arizona, I'm telling you right now, Arizona sells the farm. They need to get Phillip Rivers in that. They got five years probably more with him. They need to go grab him because Carson Palmer, you're already seeing it, is already having problems keeping healthy in reality going into this season. We see it. So that having been said, let me bring him in. By the way, here, hold on. Let me bring in. The good old boy himself from Way in Sports Talk is Brian Tarvin here on a sad Sunday morning. How you doing, Brian? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Or good Thanks afternoon. For, yeah, good afternoon to you. Good morning for us still here. Before I jump into uh, Tarvin, Cuervo, are you going to able to join us for the rest of the show, or do you got to bail? No, I'm here, Sonny. By the way, Brian, good to hear your voice again, man. Uh, nice yeah. win for Auburn yesterday. I thought Tennessee was going to pull it out, but they just they couldn't do it. They couldn't finish it in the end. Tennessee showed you can turn the ball over seven times and still almost win. You got to have a good football team. So. You got a good you got a good defense. Yeah, yeah you got a good team and an offense. Seven hundred yards uh, with that to go along with it. Auburn's playing better. Tennessee beat Bama next week, and the world's good again. So. Well, Cuervo, before we go any further, let's get on the silver streak here with Tarvin, and let's get his picks up to that. Chicago and Indianapolis, Tarvin. I'm going to go with the Colts to, to somehow get a win at home. I, I went with them. Houston and Minnesota, interesting game there. Can Brock Osweiler figure out a way to beat the Vikings, who are 4-0? Yeah, I like Houston in this case. You like Houston, so interesting. So, wh- why do you like Houston in this game? I just feel like Minnesota's been playing very well. I just think at home they could have a letdown here, and I just think Houston is a team that can – if you notice the first half, Minnesota struggles a lot putting up points, and I think Houston may make them pay for that in this game. So, I think it's a, a mild upset. I don't, I don't know what the point spread is, about seven, I think, but I think Houston can get it done on the road. Jets in Pittsburgh. Oh, Steelers, easy. And I, 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 do we need, need need to even say New England, Cleveland? Uh, New England. <laughs> <laughs> Philly and Detroit. What do you think about that one? Oh, that's a crazy one. I wanna my my heart tells me Philly, but my mind's telling me to take 
take Detroit at home today to, to give Philly their first loss. I did too. I took the mild upset. Tennessee at Miami, who cares who you got? Uh, let's just Tennessee. Tennessee, Washington, and Baltimore. That's a good one. Yeah, I like Baltimore at home. You like Baltimore at home. All right, next one up, Buffalo in L.A. Uh, Buffalo get some momentum going. They they're gonna they beat the Patriots last week, and they're gonna they're gonna beat the overrated Rams. I I think they're overrated too. But man, I don't know Rex Ryan after a big game like that. He usually you know blows blows the game in reality. San Diego and Oakland, the game we're on right now. Who you got? That game's in Oakland. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Oakland at home. You're going to take Oakland at home. I'm right there with you. I think, Cuervo, you're on Oakland as well, correct? Oh, yeah, baby. The Oakland Raiders. So that means next up on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're covering all the games, let's head into the Sunday night game. Yes, I'm leaving one out, guys. You know why for my lopes. Let's talk about the New York Giants 2-2 two and two on a two-game losing streak. They might lose a third as they're going into Green Bay to play at Lambeau. Lambeau, uh, the Packers are 2-1. and one. They won last week. Interesting game here, guys. I think this one here is one of those games where you got to shake your head and go, this is going to be fun. Because, why? Because this is really simple. You didn't hear my opening diatribe. I think... He, I, this is what I think. I think Odell Beckham even thinks Eli Manning sucks. Cuervo. Yeah, he probably does. And but you know, and I think that's going to be a thing that people are going to be talking about is is the relationship between Odell and Eli Manning. Because I mean, you hear the Eli, the comments that Eli made uh, about Odell Beckham, and he pretty much just he called him immature, and then you know that he, you know, just didn't want to deal with the question of his, you know, targets, top targets. So um, I think I think that could secretly become an issue with those two. I think it does, told, too. They're, they're two totally different personalities, guys, let's face it. I mean, Odell is the more, uh, you know, extrovert. He's more outgoing, and Eli's just he's more quiet, and he, he's done, like, two commercials with his brother Peyton. So, I mean, he's really he's really quiet. The, the whole thing with this is is because Odell Beckham would be destroyed if he came out. I, I personally believe the reason why Odell Beckham is having the problems that he is is because he can't get the ball from the guy that's supposed to deliver it to him. And I, I might have been the only one that will come out openly and say this, but Odell Beckham doesn't have a problem with the defenders, okay? Because if they were winning games and he was getting the ball, he'd be okay with this. This is a really simple thing, and I called this a long time ago, is, is that Eli Manning sucks, Okay, and Odell Beckham is a superstar in waiting, but you got to get him the ball. He's like Terrell Owens, if you really think about it. If you get Terrell Owens the ball, you guys win football games. You got to get you got to get Odell Beckham the ball more to where he can make plays there, Tarvin. Beckham's a city. He needs to shut up. He is. He is. He's a punk, but he's got the talent. Okay, you know, you got to admit the guy can bring the ball in. Uh, I'm just tired of him already from last year, but that crap would warm into this year. Nobody holds this guy accountable, and he's just off the chain. 
I mean, he's, I don't know. I just saw the Eli Manning. I would intentionally not throw it to him and lose every game as long as yeah, he was it, there. I, I, I would. That's one of those things that, it, you know, that, that whole situation with them, you know, Odell Beckham, you know, everybody's talking about how him exploding. And I know he's a punk. I don't like him. OK, but I honestly believe if he had a better quarterback that got him the ball and they won football games that they're supposed to, we wouldn't be talking about this. OK, yeah, it's been two years in the making. And the thing is, is that Odell Beckham cannot come out and say Eli Manning sucks. OK, and and, you know, he's thinking that. And I, I think that's where it is. But they get the Green Bay Packers today in Lambeau, Cuervo. I don't know. You know, the Giants are not that good. Okay, they're just not that good. Even though they're two and two, um, the Green Bay Packers are good. I, but the difference there is, is that the Giants' defense is not as bad as the offense. And if anybody could, could put a kibosh on the Green Bay Packers' offense, it's the Giants. It's just the fact that the Giants can't score, Cuervo. That's why I'm leaning on the Packers. Well, I mean, the Giants can score, Sonny, but you mentioned it. Eli hasn't been getting the ball to Odell Beckham. And they have no running game. So no running don't game. Throw it to you, when you don't have a running game, eh, I don't know how you expect to score points. Unless exactly. it's field goals. And field goals ain't going to get you a W against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, that that's the problem that I see with the Giants is they're just utilizing the guys that they have on their team um, how they should. And I don't know if it's an ego situation or an issue with egos with those two guys, but, man, they got to get on the same page if they're going to win football games. So, um, Sonny, again, I'm going to have to get the mouthwash after I say that the Packers are probably going to win this game. And first of all, that don't help the Bears. It don't help the other teams. Minnesota would love to see – uh, the Packers lose. I just don't see it. it's going to happen. That would help the Cush in case they lose another game. That having been said, Tarvin, who you have in this game? Uh, who had a bye week last? Um. Well, the the uh, I don't. Philly, Philly had the bye. I don't think anybody's oh, been no. on the bye. Not Green in these Bay, games. Green Bay was Green Bay was on bye. No, I'm talking about Green Bay was on bye. Yeah, they week. were ready to go. The Giants on a short week when playing Monday Night Football. Yep. I think this game gets ugly, 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 yep. ugly. It could be three I, touchdowns. Uh, Packers it, win it, this game. It could be extremely ugly. I think you're right. I think we're all on the Green Bay Packers on this one as far as that is concerned and where they stand. So what we need to do then, let's go to the game for my locs want to talk about this one. If they want to get in, of course, they can call 347-215-7497. But it is the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Bengals. Now, this game, this game is a joke in reality. Okay, one thing the Dallas Cowboys can't do on big games is win at home. Okay, they're three and ones. Look at who they played in those victories that they got. The Bears, that right there is not impressive. They get the they got wins against teams that don't even come close to being 
you know, teams that we're talking about. So now granted, they don't have any choice about who they play. That's the schedule. But the fact of the matter is the Dallas Cowboys are falling in love with Dak Prescott. I think they're going to get it this week. Uh, you know, I think these Cincinnati Bengals, even though they're two and two, they're going to walk in here. And I think, uh, I think Andrew Dalton, who's a, sort of a little homecoming as he was a TCU boy, is going to come to a homecoming. I think we're going to see the Dallas Cowboys lose again quality football team and that's how you can really tell you how good the Dallas Cowboys are this will be their first test of the season Cuervo yeah absolutely I mean you look at the schedule of the Cowboys and this is by far the best defense that they're going to face this year so far um you know Cincinnati's still defense I think in the in the uh, NFL well, at least in the AFC but when you put them up against other teams in the NFL, I mean, they're still a top defense uh, despite losing Mike Zimmer and and the uh, you know the defensive coaching that they had before. So, um, you know, Prescott's going to have a lot of he's going to have a lot of issues in this game. Uh, he's going to get frustrated, and you're going to see the typical rookie mistakes that that guys make. I mean, you know, making bad throws or just the the mental the mental the mental mistakes are going to come, and you're going to see it in this game because, again, I mean, the the uh, the defense of the Bengals is going to really frustrate this kid. I think you're absolutely right. With wins against the Redskins, win against the Bears, a win against the 49ers, let's just say that's not the upper echelon of the NFL there, Tarvin. You know, so impressing me and then losing to the Giants in week number one, Okay, they're not impressing me. Now, I'm glad they're 3-1 and one just for the locals, but the fact of the matter is is that the Cincinnati Bengals could be any of the teams that they faced so far, the Cowboys have faced this year. Well, I don't want to take anything away from Prescott. He's played the schedule in front of him, but I think today you're going to see uh, Prescott struggle with the speed of the game, and that being the Cincinnati defense is going to be so much better than what they played. And, and also these dumb Dallas Cowboy fans that I encounter say when Romo comes back, they need to keep Romo on the bench. Are you kidding me right now? I know. I hear that. That, that, it's just, that, that, it's it's just a big talk me. down here. It is. It's the big talk down here. I listen to local sports radio, and even these fools that have sports shows are saying that they keep Dak Prescott in. I just want to know what drugs they're on. Yeah, I mean, guys, you get paid money to do this, and if you can't tell the difference between a Tony Romo football team and a Dak Prescott, then you're, you need to quit and go to – McDonald's and work at the drive-thru. That's what exactly be doing. But, well, because they but, got uh, mad local love for the Cowboys. Yeah, they're going to get beat today and beat at least at least guys by ten points because Dallas is no home field advantage. Nope. more of a distraction to the yep. home team than it is the visitors. And there'll be a lot of Bengals fans there, but let me tell you the defense. Watch Prescott turn the ball over. He's done a good job not turning the ball over. Today he gets free. Today, the yep. Cincinnati Bengals forced three turnovers, and they win this game going away. I mean, Dallas, you're not, they haven't played anybody. They're lucky that their schedule is what it is. Let's get Prescott some credit. He's done a good job doing what he's supposed to have done. And that's, Absolutely. That's all you can really say. But today it ends. This Dak Prescott it, it, bandwagon hopefully ends today. 
Well, the bandwagon will never go. Okay, a three and one that that's gonna it's gonna remain high even if they get beat today, and they are. But look at what the Bengals have done. The Bengals lost to the Steelers and Broncos. Hey, that's not a bad thing. Okay, especially they were in both of those games. They lost to the Steelers 24-16 to and the Broncos 29-17. to They were in those games. And you can say whatever you want about the Cowboys being 3-1. and If you want to fall in love with that, I get it and I understand it here. Everybody in my locals, but you got to look at the teams that they beat. And Dak Prescott is a, uh, a rookie. And he's not – I'm going to tell you right now, the defense of the, Cuervo – the defense of this Bengals, he's going to see a speed that he has not seen yet this season. Absolutely, and then you know, again, I mean, they, they've got they've got some pass rushers that people forget about because they're not the big names, right? And uh, you know, the, you know, you got you got guys like uh, I think Dunlap is still with them. So I mean, you know, they've got they've got guys that again, they're not the big names that we always talk about, like Von Miller and JJ Watt and. And those guys, but man, I mean, they're just a good, solid defense, Sonny. And um, you know, and, and even their secondary is is underrated a little bit. So I mean, they've got guys that can that can cause those turnovers that Brian's talking about, and create the pressure that we're talking about. So it's really, it's just, it's really going to come down to do the Bengals actually go after this guy, or do they make him beat? the defense with his arm. I think the answer is go after him. You got to go after uh-huh. him. I mean, yep. See see where he's at. How does he how does he perform under pressure? And that's something we haven't seen him do yet. We haven't really seen him under pressure. I mean, the guy hasn't thrown an interception yet. So, uh what that tells me is that um you know, the the, the defenses that he's played against really haven't pressured him. They haven't stressed him out and yep. They've uh, they've given them all day to throw, um, so I mean they they've got to find a way to create pressure. Yeah, and if they don't, you know that will tell you something about the Bengals, and I just don't think we're going to see it here. Listen, you know Andy Dalton doesn't have to do much against this defense as well. Okay, you you take it and you get the ball to AJ Green. This is not rocket science. Okay, the Dallas Cowboys defense can be beat, and they should get beat often. Okay. All right. So when you're looking at that situation, as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned, they get the, they, they lose to the giants in week number one. Okay. If you want to throw week number one out the, the window, I'm okay with that. The Cowboys, you know, Yes, they're on a three-game winning streak. They don't have control of the schedule. But the problem when you don't have control of the schedule is that you don't have control of the schedule and you get the Cincinnati Bengals with a 10 times better defense than the Redskins ever are. The Bears are a disarray at the defensive side of the ball. And the 49ers couldn't stop, couldn't stop a baby at, the, at, at any position on the offensive side of the ball. So you're just getting two different, totally different teams against the teams that the Cowboys have beaten. I mean, the Bengals are, are definitely not the Redskins. They're better than the Bears, and the 49ers don't even come close. So you're right. They're going to just see a different football team. Now, I'm going to eat the crow. If the Dallas Cowboys can figure out how to win this game at home, I'm going to eat the crow all day long on this. I just don't see how it's going to happen because the Bengals are just that much better as an overall football team. And when you lose games – 
like they have this year to respectful teams such as the Steelers and the Broncos. You know, you expect the Cincinnati Bengals to have a good regular season like they always do, and it starts with this team because they are that much better. Absolutely, Sonny. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's just really – it's just all about the level of talent that they, that they face. And right now Dallas is, I mean, the best competition that they've had. I'm, I mean, I, you can argue it's, I don't know, I guess it's the Redskins. I mean. Giants? I don't know. Maybe the Giants. But those are, those are divisional opponents that they, that they see every year. Now they're going to face a team that they don't play against every year. And that's yep. really what makes – you know, what's going to see how good of a quarterback he is. Let's see how exactly. he against a, a team that is not a divisional opponent, a team that you're not used to prepping against, a team that your team is not used to preparing against. And, that, and that's where you get out of the comfort zone because it's all about being outside of your comfort zone, seeing how well you perform. Healthy Tony, a healthy Tony Romo, you take the Dallas Cowboys this week? Hmm. Curveball coming to you, and it's arcing big. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's tough because, I mean, he's – Romo's played against this Bengals defense before. Yes, but that was two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, so it's been a while. I mean, times change. You know, things have changed since then. So, uh, I would probably still take Cincinnati, though. I think it would be a lot closer, and I I think, you know, I would give Dallas, Dallas a much better chance, but I would probably still take Cincinnati no matter what, just because I think they're a better overall team. Yeah, I'd take I'd take the I'd take the Cowboys if Tony Romo was on. So my locals can love me a little bit, although they wouldn't have Tony Romo in the starting lineup. <laughs> so there you go. No, Tony Romo's just much that he's just that much better. And by the way, guys. It's okay if the Cowboys lose this game, and I think the fans are okay if they lose this game today. And the reason why I think they're okay with it is because they do see the the upswing that you get with Dak Prescott's going to be a star for this football team for years to come. After Tony Romo's gone after this year, notice how I said after this year, okay? All right, there are too many teams out there that want a quarterback and will take on the contract just to get a quarterback. Tony Romo will be with a different team. Mark my words here today, okay? Tony Romo will be on a different football team next year because there'll be so much love for Dak Prescott and the demand for him to be in the starting lineup and I don't even think and and let me tell you something if the Dallas Cowboys with Tony Romo coming back don't make the playoffs I'm going to tell you right now Jerry Jones as much love as he's got for Tony Romo won't even love him that much even more there Cuervo yeah Sonny I mean Jerry Jones is that guy he'll he'll dump you in a heartbeat if you're not giving him results and you're not you're not producing the way he when you should I mean I mean, look what he did to Jimmy Johnson. You just got to go back to Jimmy Johnson. I mean, how, do you, how do you go? How do you? Well, Jimmy says he quit. Okay, so yeah, I don't no, know. It depends on who on, you believe. Buddy. Come on, I, I think your locals. I think your locals know better. I think we yeah, all know I, how that went down. I mean, you're talking about two personalities, two two guys that wanted to be in charge, and you know, one was the owner, and the other one was the head coach, and so we all know how that went. 
Yep, and it happens all the time. That's just usually the way it ends up. You know, the the owner's going to have the final say in everything, not just in a, a little bit. So, um, it, so we're both on the Cowboy. Or, uh, we're not. Uh, we're on the Cincinnati Bengals, and so is uh, Tarvin, which we lost a few minutes ago. So let's go to the Monday night game. I wish he was here, uh, Tarvin. Uh, but the one and three Buccaneers and Carolina Panthers. Uh, uh, these are the guys that are, you know, second and third within the the division there. But man, this is an, I mean, we're not getting Carolina being Carolina who they are. And if they string off another eight wins uh, in a row season to make the playoffs, it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, you know, God, you know this this is a this is yet another horrible football game this week because really we we're not gonna we're we're not gonna get Cam Newton. I don't think he's gonna suit up. I think we're gonna get Derek Anderson, which I think does not bode well for the Carolina Panthers even at home. Cuervo, I think this is a game the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can win as long as Cam's not in the starting lineup. You know, Sonny, sometimes I wonder what the NFL's thinking when they make these schedules. Like, did they really They really think it was a good idea? Hey, let's have the let's Tampa Bay on a Monday night. Yeah, let's game. do that. What, <laughs> what were they thinking? I mean, yes. What, I mean, Horrible game. They think, I mean, yes, Cam Newton against Jameis Winston. Whoop-de-doo. Okay. Those quarterbacks are not performing the way we thought they would. Well, I, I, hold on. Jameis has actually been pretty good. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneer football as a team? Yes. Not very good. Not, not very good. good. And Cam Newton, unfortunately, is not the MVP that he was last year. No. Nope. In fact, he's been, he's been almost the opposite. He's been trash. So, um, I mean, I just wish they, would, they was, were able to flex out of this game and maybe – if I had to pick one, I'd probably move that Steelers-Jets game to Monday night. I think that, that game would probably do real well as far as ratings go for ESPN. But, oh, uh, the Broncos game. That now. Too late. Yeah, well, yeah, the Broncos and the, the, Broncos and the uh, Falcons would be a good one, too. Or yeah. they could just throw Tom Brady on Monday night. I mean, it is his first game back, so... You know everybody yeah. can watch. Well, you know, listen, Monday Night Football's been horrible this year. Steelers, Redskins, Rams, 49ers, Eagles, Bears, good God, Falcons, Whoa, hold on. Saints. Whoa, 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 Sonny, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Let's not, let's not get carried away here. But can I beat ahead. them up whoa, a little whoa. bit? Come on. Can I, can I beat up my Bears a little bit? I mean, come on. I mean, you can't. Come you said you're a closet Bears fan, so you can't beat up on them. Only on I got. I got to be. You no, know, that closet means I can shut the door on them. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Come you're on. Right. You're right. But listen. Right. Listen to these other games on Monday night. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, maybe it's me, but Jets and Cardinals are not impressing me. I, you know, and they shouldn't have been something. Now that's, I get the story behind it. You know, Cardinals and the Jets head coach, you know, I get the story. Broncos and Texans, Bears again. The Bears on Monday Night Football two times this year. Cuervo, it's ridiculous. I mean, and then the Bills, Seahawks, Bengals, Giants. There's no marquee games on this schedule on Monday night except for the Ravens and Patriots. The rest of it is garbage. Absolutely. 
absolutely sunny. But if I had, if I had to pick one though, it'd be the Steelers Jets. Yeah, Steelers Jets. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, very good. <laughs> but it is ugly. But it is Monday Night Football. I, I mean, I don't know. I, it, this this game without Cam Newton, it, it just spells problems for Carolina because when you take out Cam, you just don't take a part of the offense out. You take a part of the spirit of the team out, Cuervo. And I think that's what's going to kill him. I mean, and the the Carolina Panthers can ill afford to go one and four. And I don't know, will they get someone to get Cam Newton off of that, that concussion protocol? I don't know, but I will tell you this, as we got four minutes left to go in the show, it, the, the Carolina Panthers are in trouble on Monday Night Football, so this giving a setup for a team that could end up not even making the playoffs last year's Super Bowl uh, team, you know, this could this this could be the game that really might etch that in stone if they start off the season one and four. Well, they can't afford to lose this game, Sonny, because if they lose this game then my prediction is going to be wrong, and I don't want to be wrong. I, I said they'd lose three games this year. I said they'd lose three games this year. Oh, so, so they, they got to go on that winning streak for the rest of the season, right? Exactly. So that way I can be right. <laughs> I, I get it. I understand. Um, by the way, just to let you know, head-to-head for the last three years since 2000 and, uh, 2000 and let's see, the latest last three head-to-head the uh, Carolina Panthers have won the games 38 to 10, 37 to 23, and um, just in 2014, 19 to 17. So those are the last ones head to head, last three head to kid. So, and they're in the same division. So they pay each other a lot. So, you know, two times, you know, so last three years, six times, they should know each other fairly well. Um, but I think that's the thing. You know each other fairly well, and without Cam Newton, I just don't see it. I'm I'm taking a surprise here. I'm taking the Buccaneers. They're both one and three. Someone's got to win. I'm and so and I think you want to be right. So I think you're taking the Panthers, right? Yeah, no. So I'm gonna go the other way. I I think Carolina bounces back. I mean, this is a game. I mean, you know, Tampa Bay's not very good. It's a game that they need to bounce back from and and um, get a win. So I, I like the Panthers. All right, what's your schedule, my man? Where where are you at for next week? Are you going to be able to join us, or is it spotty still? It's going to be that way for the next couple of weeks, but by the end of October, uh, I'll be back in, in Southern California, and we'll be ready to rock, rock and roll full time. That sounds wonderful. So we I did it. Pulled off a three-hour show on Sunday morning like it's hard. <laughs> Talking NFL, I could talk nine hours, so we're all set. Uh, we did it, Cuervo. Thanks for joining us. Glad you were able to make it. Oh, my pleasure, Sonny. You take care and uh, enjoy the red zone, my friend. I will. I'm going to. It starts in two minutes and 12 seconds. Everybody have a good one. I'm Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio we're out of here everybody take care we'll see you on thursday night for the rowlett eagles taking on the south garland colonels we're out of here bye-bye